The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. My name is John. How are you? There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. We are ready to go for another glorious day here in paradise. And allergies are going again. That wind, I know. Mine too. Seasonal my ass. It's constant. <laughs> we we got a gusher last night. Rain. You got rain? Yeah. No we got kidding. poured on got too. Really? Oh yeah. What's going on? That's not supposed to happen. It's absolutely not supposed to happen. It's not monsoon season yet, but we'll take it. I saw yesterday, oh the global change people are very upset that the reservoirs in California are too full of water. What a oh, bunch of bitches. They got so much water. Can those people take a win? We have an excess of water. You know what that's going to do? If it rains, floods. Are they prepared for anything over there? No, God damn. They suck. We've got 100% full reservoirs. Now what? Oh, you were at zero like last year. You were crying and whining. You weren't going to have any water forever. Now you got too much? You're the, you're the least. You're, the, you're like a Scottsdale teenager. You get everything you want. Don't they realize we need that water for all the fires that's going to happen? <laughs> exactly, Brady. Place is going to burn down. They've been telling us all that the whole time. I've always been one that says water cures drought, and I've been told by science that's incorrect. I had no idea. California scientists tell you all the time. I'm, the environmentalists are losing me quickly with their, all right, just take a win. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. It seems like it's turned into a business more than it is a movement. Like, you can't even take a win. You have to complain about that. And, and we, we didn't get 10 extra years on this so last winter. We didn't get a nice little bump. I, I think we should shut up for a minute. Well, they threw a little nugget out this morning. This is for, I mean, I've heard it before, but it's out again. The next five years, uh, we're going to be living in a kiln. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I saw that. The 1.5 Celsius barrier is about to be broken. Yeah. And that just basically means the whole goddamn place is going to burn down. You're all going to die. Hey, here's what I say. Uh, do the people complaining most about, like, uh, sea level rises? They're mostly the coastals, right? Yeah. Hey, geniuses, quit telling us there's a problem with the coast moving up and move where we are. We're, we're smart enough. The, the dummies that you keep saying are ruining the earth, we're living 1,800 feet above sea level. We got no issues with that thing rising. <laughs> None. Look what they did with Boston and New York back in the day. Just there's it enough up. dirt. We'll be fine. Just Fill build, it in. Build new. <laughs> We go over those, uh, those, uh, I don't know how you, I don't know what the politically correct term is for them, but I call them the Arabs. They build <laughs> islands out yeah. of nothing. They just make land. I think we can be all right. The Palms seems to be thriving. Stunning. My friend went there three times. It's like, this is the most amazing place I've ever been. Billionaires putting houses on it. That's a key. It'll never go away. The sea levels rise and so many people will die. 
uh, then move. This is an easy salute. Well, I can't. It's beautiful here, and I'm an actress, so I'm trying to get my SAG card, and I almost got on the Mindy Project. So, oh, so I see. You just want to stay in LA because your career's not working out. Yeah, I live 1,500 feet above sea level. 1,649, in fact. I checked it yesterday when they said sea level was going to rise. And I'm like, to what levels? It could rise up to seven feet. Well, that's pretty big. I'd flood a lot of stuff. Not me. I'll be fine. So that's all that really matters around here. <laughs> Brings you down to the low 1600s. Yeah. Eh, we're going to lose some L.A. That's actually above sea level that's in most all right. parts. Yeah. We'll lose the coastline. Eh, it needs to be cleaned up anyway. There's a lot of heroin needles on those beaches. And, uh, yeah, for the most part, I'm really not bothered by that. The cliffs... Cliffs might get eroded away, lose some big houses, but guess what? People about 50, 60 yards from those are going to have uh, beachfront property, so their property is silver lining, people. I see a new segment for the next uh, Sharknado movie. Those beaches oh, to yeah. watch away, and we got heron, heroin oh, sharks. Heron sharks, that'd be great. needles. Better still, uh, it shortens the drive from Phoenix to the beach, which I think is even better. If they scoot it over a little bit, I, I'm fine with it. Damn, we should go to Yuma, then. You don't understand how many people will die. Yeah, well, they're the ones crying the most about the sea levels rising, and I don't see them taking any action. I'm fine. They're driving their Priuses, hoping that the sea levels don't rise. Meanwhile, every morning, I shoot some Aquanet into the sky. It's like, let's see if we can make <laughs> winter even better. Yeah, I got no issues with this. But, yeah, telling me that they're, now our reservoirs are too full. Can you guys take some of this water from us? Why don't you pour it in the Colorado River? I don't know. We don't know what to do with all this water. Take a win, environment. Years of complaining that they're so yeah. low. I think that's it. I think after it, you just you got ear beaten so long by them, and I was on their side. I'm like, yeah, sure, we're we can, in real we, trouble. We can clean up for sure. Humans are definitely pigs and screwing up the environment and all that. I, I'm with you. I agree. Uh, and then I started to realize that since I was a kid, I've been the environmentalist. We talked about it the other day. I used to drink out of a hose. And the fountain. I never had a plastic bottle in my life. I have more trash with two people in my house than we ever had with four. We got water bottles. We got everything comes in a carton. Everything comes double wrapped. I ordered a pair of or a, a, a thing of Nike socks. It came in a cardboard box that would fit two pairs of shoes. Inside of that were giant plastic bubbles, huge ones. Can't even have fun popping them. And I'm like, bubble wrap to protect socks? <laughs> what kind of packing? Well, we got to what if what if it's a real bumpy ride and these socks break? Like what in the world? That socks. And uh, so yeah, I think so. I had to go out to the blue bin and try to stuff that box in with all the other. And I realized I had seventy two boxes that I've broken down since Saturday. Now there's a birthday involved, so there's some stuff in there. But I mean, come on, uh, it's, we're we're doing more than ever. When I was a kid, I was the biggest environmentalist in the world. Zero plastic bottles in my life. Zero. Uh, I had to drink out of the same glass every day because my mom's like, I'm washing dishes every goddamn day. You have a glass, you wash it yourself, you use it again. I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. I was the environment. I was sucking out of a hose when I was thirsty. Never once did I run inside for the Dasani. Ever. You'd think there would be a smackdown on the plastic stuff. You'd think that we would make less plastic when we're complaining that the ocean's going to be full of it soon. But we make more plastic Well, I know than who, ever. I know who's not complaining about the reservoirs being too full. Brett's people. The Italians? Oh, yeah. No, oh, I saw yeah. but they all, they, and It's like there's an Italian producer for the news. They're like, remember that boat that was exposed in Lake Mead? It's almost back underwater. It's right gone. <laughs> hey. It's gone. We're, we're in the green, boys. We're good for a while. We're good for another 10 years now. Let's start mapping out where those things are. Maybe get a few divers in and move them to deeper water. Yeah, the stuff that was exposed at Mead's. It's, you know, it's, there's still an issue. There's no question. But let's take a win. That's all I'm asking. Every once in a while. Look around and go, oh, we need to take a win here. This was a big winter.
We're on the right track. Driving around in your your Tesla and your Prius screaming at me. You don't understand. You're in flyover country. We'll drown. Well, then move, dummy. I can't. Stupid. Uh, and then, uh, and again, I've been... My, my friend who had his uh, daughter's eighth grade graduation two nights ago had the kids' party at his house. Then last night had the grandmas come over. They give him a cap and gown for this. There's three celebrations. Yeah, and guess what? She flies to Disneyland today with the rest of her class. Whoa. <laughs> this is eighth grade. Grew up in the wrong generation, apparently. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought, you know what? You know, I can... The only reason I'm upset about this is because eighth grade was just like summers here. That's it. Yeah. I got no celebration. There was no like dinner. There well, was- they're going to have an eye opener because the seniors also, there's, that seems to be a popular destination. At least this year, the seniors go to Disney. Right. Well, it's the same. But, you know, grad nights on parks, there's so much yak. Because they so actually much, graduated. So much throwing up. Yeah, they actually graduated. Right. I'm not talking about but them. But you're throwing the eighth graders in there. I don't understand. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of eighth grade pregnancies, I guess. <laughs> An introduction Bad to fentanyl. Idea. Yeah. Eighth grade kids having to go to Disneyland because they they got through eighth grade. I, I There was an article in the news that said, are we making too much of eighth grade graduation? And all the parents are kind of like only doing it because they think they have to because other parents are doing it. If you guys all got together... And said, let's kill this whole eighth grade graduation thing. Every person would go, oh, thank God. The pressure. One kid got a car. Well, for what? Eight? Did you hear me? One of the no, kids. say that again because I don't 16. believe it. No. Oh. He's not. 14. There's usually one or two. Here you go. Here's your car. In a couple of years, you've got a car. This is for eighth we'll grade. We'll put it on blocks for a year and a half. Well, Caden and Braden are going to get pissed because it's going to be an old car by the oh, time they two get years, it. In two I years, they got to sell yeah. that thing. It's worthless. Yeah, they got themselves a car. Eighth grade graduation. And that's just to show off to the other parents that, you know, what you do for them. And the lady in the article was like, uh, you know, we were going to take him camping or something. And he looked at us like, are you crazy? He wanted to go to the beach. He wanted a week. It's like, it, it's, it's nuts. That lady that wrote the article has disappeared. Yeah, you don't do that to Disney. <laughs> well, Disney will Disney will crush you. But when you win the Super Bowl, you get to go to Disneyland, and evidently, graduating the eighth grade is the exact same accomplishment. Free trip to Disney. All trips in the eighth grade are free. Not one eighth grader has ever foot the bill for a trip to Disneyland. We get a free trip to Disney. You always get a free trip. You've never paid for a trip, eighth grader. Shut your mouth. I got a free trip to my room to play Nintendo <laughs> oh, yeah. when I graduated. That was it. I think I got a hundred bucks. Yeah, I'm sure I'd be on something. That's about right. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't even know if it was for graduating eighth grade. It was just for getting good grades because I was straight A's up until goddamn algebra showed up. And, <laughs> and me and was, letter math are not friends. For me, that was basically grandma and grandpa. I don't think my parents. Gave they just me handed you some cash. Yeah, here you go. Get away from us. Yeah, that's probably it. Chicken uh, babu. Handed you a hundred bucks. Here you go, son. Would this make you go away? Thanks. Uh, Hungry Hermes is on me tonight. Uh, speaking of handing money out, if I told you guys that I would pay the whole bill and build a fun house just for you and anybody you wanted to bring with, giant fun house. There'd be Brady. There'd be any restaurant you want. Restaurants, fun house shopping, I'm going to build this thing for you guys, and I'm going to pay for the whole thing. All I need you two to do is tell me it's a go. Oh, by the way, the Coyotes are there, too. <laughs> yeah, thumbs down. Coyotes have now been told by two cities 
in our Metroplex. No thanks. But we're paying for it. Nah. Tempe voted down the Coyotes thing yesterday. And now the Coyotes are Houston. Uh, welcome to the airport, the Houston Coyotes. They're gone. And should be. Glendale, it's, I, and I, I pay attention to sports. I love sports. I watch it. I don't think, other than St. Louis with the Rams, I don't think I've ever seen a city tell a team, then go. Glendale had this weird thing where they got the arena, and then they're like, we don't really want you here anymore. And they're like, oh, come on. We'll rent it from you. All right, if you rent. And then like four years of them rent as renters. Glendale's like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and terminate that lease. You should go somewhere else. Oh, okay. They were removed from Glendale. Asked Tempe, can can we, we get people that will do this, build a new arena, and we'll build an entertainment district around it, and it'll be the funnest place in Tempe ever, right by this, we'll bring in tons of money and jobs and everything else, and we'll pay for it. We'll find people that will put the, the city doesn't have to do it. And the city said, no, go away. This town hates the Coyotes. How bad is it when Tempe would rather have a toxic waste dump sitting there <laughs> yeah, than, what than the is. Coyotes arena? They, they I mean, watch, Jesus. And the, and, they, and the one reason was like, ah, they're going to build a bunch of houses that are going to be super expensive, like houses. We need affordable houses. You know what we need? More poor people living by Tempe Town Lake. None of this hoity-toity, high-priced housing. Uh, that, uh, this seems like a bad idea. And the Coyotes are going to be there all night? Uh, no, thank you. No, never once do they complain about traffic. Or like congestion because the coyotes don't bring that with them. Well, there's barely any room right now on Tempe Town Lake to tons. Do that. There's tons. There's I drive by a dump every Further day down? or every time I go. No, it's just it's on the yeah it's on the west side. It's, okay. it's there's it's wide open, totally tons of space, tons of it. It's that, a dump, and that's yeah. where the location. Yeah, yeah, it's a dump. Yeah, yeah. it's basically on Priest and uh, uh, two hundred two. So the complaint of oh, no. uh, being in the Flight powder. Well, that's Phoenix. Phoenix. This isn't had nothing to do with that. Okay. That's not, Phoenix, Phoenix is sitting back with their arms crossed, going, "Okay, vote for it." And then we'll bring then in we'll the get, airport. Yeah. Then we're going to sue you for having it too close to the airport because they made a deal in the '90s that uh, you know you can't have uh, housing under the planes. Now, I always thought it was a terrorist thing because when the Cardinals were building their stadium, they kept saying terrorism, soft targets, can't have a stadium with eighty thousand people, Super Bowl high profile event in the flight path. And I'm like, well, you had it at Sun Devil Stadium. Evidently, the flight path means directly over the top. It's not, not like, like a pilot couldn't just veer off and crush everybody anyway. But they're saying, and here's the reason why, which I didn't know this till yesterday. Uh, the city and the airport cover the bills for all the windows. I didn't know that. So if you're in the flight path and planes go over... That your windows are like have to be, and they shatter. Uh, they don't even necessarily have to shatter. They're just like, yeah, it's getting a little loud in here, and they need to replace the windows all the time. So apartment buildings and this, and you get free windows all day. So it's just an expense and all this other stuff. That's part of it. Also, then they throw in that you know, if, if, if you know, Muhammad Atta Jr. wants to go flying into the, yeah. you know, he can do it. Throw that in the mix. He can do that anywhere though. I mean, it wasn't like you know, the 80th floor of the World Trade Center was in a flight pattern. They made it in a flight pattern. So, but the Coyotes just got bounced again by another city, and it is sad. I mean, coyotes are kind of like that. Every family's got that deadbeat cousin that's always like surfaces and goes, "You know, things are going to be great. I got this deal going right now. It's going to be nice. I got kicked out of my old place, but we really got it together now. And you know, I'm kind of staying at the Mullet Center over there for a little while. It's small. It's a little tiny place, but I'm just a temporary. It's just temporary. Of ours, let us uh, share it with them. Yeah, it's temp. Yeah, it's just temp. This college kid I know has let me live there for a little bit. But, uh, man, I'm working this huge deal. And that one cousin that's always working the deal, I got it's like a multi-million dollar deal. And all I need is one dude to say, 
it to go. And then when my uncle dies, I'm going to get all his money. It's looking good, bro. It's looking real good, bro. And then the city just basically, and then he's going to call you back going, nah, that deal sort of fell through. But you know what? I got another thing I'm working on in Houston. The Coyotes then, are your drug addict brother. They, in the place that you got basically the boot, they're putting in this unbelievable entertainment complex. Yeah. Oh, they don't want you. It'll be better without you. Yeah, we broke up, Glendale and I. She was cool, but, you know, we stayed together for a little while after we broke up, and then she just asked me to leave, and then hung out with this, my bro over at ASU. And How bad is it when so the bad. WNBA has a team, or has a home, and the Coyotes don't? An undisputed I mean, home. Oh, my God. And, uh, well, look, how bad is it when you build a 5,000-seat arena for an, a pro hockey team and 4,000 people show up? That's bad. That's I was at a game, and it's a uh, if you haven't seen... NHL hockey in your life, go to the Mullet Center and watch it while it's still here because that is the most amazing viewpoint you'll ever get watching a pro hockey game. It's embarrassing that it's pro hockey, but you don't see that level of of talent, skill, and everything else on ice, and you're in the worst seat in the house, and you're 12 rows from the ice. It's amazing to watch a game there, but it shouldn't be happening. Mullet Center is beautiful for college hockey. I still don't understand what's wrong with the Coliseum. I still don't understand why we can't just do what Seattle did and just take the old one and renew it. I don't get it. But Phoenix doesn't want them either. Like, they're gone. That's it. So, Coyote fans, all 12 of you, I'm sorry. Deadbeat hockey team. 30 years of mediocrity and and, and (laughs) terrible ownership. I like mediocrity, though. You're learning from Brady. (laughs) I've been hanging out with him too. It's a lot. uh, No, look, I've talked to people about this before, and I like the people that work with the Coyotes. They did a terrible job selling this Tempe thing. They should have been on our show. They should have been on TV. They should have been all over the Internet. They should have spent as much money pushing. I didn't see anything. In fact, I saw the group that didn't want it on TV more than the one that did. And they should have had that Mayor Tempe all over the place. He he stood to make a fortune off building this thing. And they blew it. And Rich Nairn at the Coyotes is a great guy. All he had to do was call us. I'd have been all, I'd been absolutely, but I'm not going to chase him down if he doesn't want to make the move. The Coyotes did nothing to reach out to any media outlets to say, help us out at all. They've, they've been, and they've been that way for 25 years. They've, they've never once. Like, Maybe that's it. Maybe they've been you know, doing the steps and like waiting for a city to finally step up Who? and say, all right. But that's is what it, I'm saying. That's they're, you they're can't, open. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the guy that always complains he can't get a date and never leaves the house. Is there a chance that the, uh, the Indians take it over? I mean, they've, Whoa, they've taken the... hey, hey. Well, not, not over there. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought you meant the... Yeah, the, the, the no, 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 no. Okay, you know, you mean... Not uh, tech support. You mean the, the, the Buffalo. <laughs> well, not the... Oh, not not support. tech support over anything. <laughs> tech support's probably got some cash. It's a hell of a road trip for the Kings, but uh, when you're going over to Bhopal. But, yeah, uh, odds are if, uh, yeah, if they haven't stepped up and said, we'll do it by now, they're not doing it. No. So the Native American tribes are probably sitting back going, eh. Soccer probably has a higher priority than... Uh, the Rising pull more people. Because they make it fun. I've been to a Rising game. They, they reach out to the people. I think it's crap. And it is. It's low-level soccer. It's, it's, you know, you're in the fourth tier of decent players. And people want to argue with that. But they're, that's not a, they're not even in the MLS. They're in a lower league than lower league MLS soccer, which is low-league soccer. For the pros, for people who love the game, it's all European. American soccer is where guys who can't go to Europe play or dying players from Europe come. So, But they do a great job. I'll give it to the Rising. They do a great job of like, hey, you love our game? Here's more. You get more. 
And the Native American tribes saw that and said, you know what we should do is get them out here. And they're doing fine. I, I just never understood putting an open-air stadium in a summertime game. It was hot as hell out there a couple of times. But yeah, the Coyotes are leaving. No, man, you know, I'm, I'm working a great deal right now. My boss says, I'm like, great, he's training me for management, and we're working on this thing in Tempe. And you see, hey, Kyle, what happened to the deal over in Tempe? Uh, these dicks ruined it, ruined it. So now I'm, I'm still with my buddy at ASU, but uh, I'm working on a new thing. Thanks, deadbeat Coyotes. And I, for one, hate to see him go, but it's time they went. This is embarrassing right now to the city, to uh, the, the residents. That Like, we look foolish. And so hockey in the desert, it just didn't work. It does in Vegas because they figured out how to – they're going to Stanley still, Cup twice in three years. They're a three-year-old team. They're looking at their second Stanley Cup. I mean, come on. Maybe four. I don't know. Four years old. But still. Should be here by Wednesday from Tucson. We yeah. still got that. Tucson doesn't want you. Boy, oh, boy, have you blown it. <laughs> It's a professional sports team begging for someone to say, "Hey, can we st- can we can we crash at your place?" And no one will take him. So, Coyotes, I feel for you, but you did this to yourselves. It has been. You think back when they got here, they were good. Yeah, stuffed them in America West Arena, now known as the uh, Footprint Center. Couldn't see the game. Pissed off the Suns management so bad they reworked the facility to make. Positive, it will never have a hockey rink in it. One of the deals when they redid Footprint Center when it was Talking Stick Arena was like the remodel, it's basketball only. This will never have hockey ice in it again. So the Coyotes quit coming over. We're going to lose Disney on ice. So what? They can have it. Put it at the ballpark. They did not care. It will never have a hockey arena in it again. They can do Disney on ice, but they just have to tell the princess that the, they still do. the arena's a little smaller than it used to be because we're not putting a... If we show the Coyotes we can put a full-size rink in there, they'll start knocking. And, hey, guys, so I had a hockey rink in here. I thought you said you couldn't do that. It's not regulation, Kyle. Get out. Oh, cool. I'm staying with my buddy. It's Get out. They knew they had to get out when they were replaced. Uh, couldn't play on the night that the mariachi festival was happening. <laughs> they got replaced by a Serbian birthday party. <laughs> they had to move out to the ice den. Yeah, it's pathetic. That I mean, you think about the history. They, they played in a place that it wasn't even a full-size rink. You couldn't even see half the ice den. It was fun to go to because they were good. Couldn't even see the arena for three quarters <laughs> of it. And then you go out to Glendale, they get a beautiful new arena. Look great in that section on the end. Oh, what happened? Oh, you're watching the big di- digital screen that that was the worst they screen in the underneath, history. Disappear underneath. You couldn't. Yeah, they'd go away at the blue line. You're like, where'd the players go? It's like somehow or another, this arena just makes them disappear right there if you sit on the end. And then uh, Glendale breaks up with them, kick, kicked them out. Tempe says no, and they're still gonna. And there's a there's a fully functional built coliseum. I wonder if that um, is part of it because. Does the madhouse have uh, suites? Oh no, no, no! They'd have to redo the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe that's the uh, and the, the arena like couldn't even like house them temporarily because of the locker rooms don't fit NHL standards and things. Well, I think they still got two more years at Mullet from yeah. what I read because they got nowhere else to go. Right? No, I know, but they have two years at Mullet because they don't even have a place like in design yet. They they haven't broken ground on anything. They, they got more get than approval. two years at Mullet. There's going to be at least 18 months till their stadium gets built, and that's if it starts now. Maybe it you know, comes down again to sweeten that pot somehow. I don't know. They don't have any, they don't have any money. They don't have what you call a pot to piss in. That's the 
that's the thing about sweetening a pot. You must evidently have piss for it. I'm not, I'm not sure where that came from, but. Sweeten the Tupperware. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a cup, and it's small, and it, they have to clean it out first with their fingers before they, it's, they're done. So, unfortunately, we're going to be a three-sport town here, my guess is, by the end of summer. Houston is my, Houston is, and who would want them? Expansion teams like Seattle. Seattle and uh, Vegas are playing in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, no, Dallas beat them. But I'm saying Seattle almost did. But Jesus, man. I mean, those two teams combined are six. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the Coyotes are 25. And they're like, hey, man, bum a smoke? No, I don't want to give you anything. You'll just waste it. They're the dude on the corner. Need money for arena. It's like, get a job, loser. Get out of here. They're the zone. We're sweeping them out. So, bye, Coyotes. I hate it. I personally wish it was, you know, I haven't, I haven't been the most supportive because they built it in a place I couldn't go, which is the avenues. I, I don't know what the hell they were thinking there. I'm not. Now there were some backdoor deals going on. I have to drive through all of the avenues to get to the arena and then all of the avenues to get home. Oh, no way. Plus, it was always rush hour. It's the only option. Well, every time I'd go to a game, it's like, all right, it starts at 7. If I leave at six, I'll get trapped in traffic. I'm going to hour drive. Not worth it. Not going to do it. And then sometimes if the games would go to overtime, getting out to the parking lot, it's just a pain in the ass for people. If you live near, if it was central, it would be better. God forbid you lived in Mesa or Gilbert. You're not going to any games. It's an hour drive every with no traffic. Yeah, the Coyotes blew it every direction. Goodbye, Coyotes. Goodbye, kids. Why That's not the embarrassing. Uh, That's... Fiesta Mall area? Huh? The Fiesta oh, Mall. Oh, to build an arena? Yeah. It's a big enough spot. It's they, they have to be more like middle. You know? That's like putting it in Glendale to the people in Glendale. Like, they're not driving all the way to Fiesta Mall for a game. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. 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 Stay out yeah. there on the avenues. You're, That's right. Then you're losing uh, 5000 yeah. ticket. And you know who's to blame for all this? There's a lady named Mary Manross. Yep. Former Scottsdale mayor who, Scotts, when Scottsdale rebuffed the Coyotes' uh, advances, she kicked them out of what, what is now that wind song thing. Sky right? song. Sky song, yeah. yeah. And that used to be a crappy mall. And they tore that mall down, and they had going to build that entertainment district in Scottsdale. And Scottsdale said no, because they didn't want the riffraff from hockey games hanging around there. She burned them to the ground back in 2002, and the Coyotes haven't recovered. They're, the, they're like a sexual predator. Nobody wants them in their neighborhood. It's terrible. Anyway, sorry, Coyotes. You suck. But it's your own fault through terrible management and a mess that's been ever since they showed up. And we'll, we'll, do you think Phoenix will get a team again? If they leave, will the no. NHL give us an expansion team? I have to Not wonder. Not in our lifetime. In a way, it's almost like thanks for housing the drug addict. You guys, if, as a as – a, <laughs> you don't think in the next 10 or 15 years, my lifetime. Nope. That, uh, eh, maybe. I think they might. They still got two more years that they're going to be here. Not necessarily. Well, where can they go? Houston. Do they have yeah, a marina already? Well, yeah, that's they what got I'm saying. stuff ready to go. They'll, they'll, they'll take them. But look, you can't be worse than where they are. Yeah. You can build a, a 5,000 seat arena by starting today. You'd be done by July 5th. So, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Will they give us an expansion team? Because expansion teams are the way to go. You'll end up in the Stanley Cup guaranteed, like within three years. That's in proof is in the conference finals right now. The Knights are in it again. Houston, they'll, 
outside of it, they'll convert someone's barn dominium. Yeah, well, they'll get yeah. So there's so much money in Houston. You need yourself an ice rink, son? Here we go. Uh, why don't you knock those things together there? Build these young men some uh, skinny ice. Give them a slippery surface to work upon. We got it done. 20,000 seat arena be done by August. <laughs> you boys are going to love it here in Houston. Enos has a place. It's sitting empty. <laughs> Enos has a beautiful barn. We would slap down some of that slippery stuff. It's right here. Get them hockey team out in here. We do some oil. They'd be, they'd be, they'll be fine in Houston. Goodbye, Coyotes. It's a shame that they're gone. It's pathetic. But good night. I just, I still don't understand an entire. I, I thought for sure Tempe would vote for this. It seemed fun. I thought it was looking pretty it good too. Beautiful. I'm like, yeah, this is great. This was city, it close? Fifty-seven uh, percent, I think. So. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. It's pretty good for a vote in this day and age of politics and things. Fifty-seven percent is a landslide. Normally, it's half and half all the way. And man, fifty-seven percent came out. Man, no thanks. Well, we'll see. Goodbye, Coyotes. I, I'll miss you. I was a bad fan, but you were a bad team, so it makes sense. You didn't win me over. Let's get ourselves a wake-up song, shall we? A good one. We'll knock it stiff together. 585-9800. That's the phone number. We'll scream it. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98KUPD. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Thank you very much, Alliance. Uh, that is our theme song for the year. We love it. Appreciate it. Cruising right through another glorious thing. Ian Schwartz from Channel 3 said that uh, the Yes Voters, the Yes Vote Coalition, spent like $700,000. The No spent like 30000 and whipped their ass. I didn't see that. I mean, for seven hundred grand in spending, did you see anything that was like saying, hey, this is a good idea. Maybe it was just all in Tempe, because that would make the most sense, but uh, no TV, no nothing. I don't know. Coyotes blood. Uh, and this Daniel said, uh, you asked John uh, where a pot to piss in came from. It is a phrase I don't know its origins, and people say it. It says it comes from when poor people would have to sell their, save their piss and sell it to uh, dyers for money. If you were so broke, you couldn't even uh, pay for a pot. And you're so poor, you don't have a pot to piss, piss in. in. I didn't know that. You had no bathroom at home. To bring your urine to a guy who bought urine back in the day. And people say all the time, this is the worst time for humanity ever. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Read a book. Can you believe how hard it is for our kids now? Yeah. I'm not seeing so much difficulty. My my friend's packing his daughter up for her eighth grade graduation trip to Disneyland with the rest of the school. Meanwhile... Time machine yourself back to that era when kids had to piss in pots to to get and money. You, you don't have enough money to even do that. That's right. where and it you, came and from. You so, Basically, because yeah. yeah. the youngest one would throw the gardaloo out yeah. the window. You don't even have enough money to buy your pot. You don't have a pot. and You, you can throw it out the window. That would be a waste of money in this situation because you need to sell all that stuff to people. I don't understand how anybody thinks now is the worst time to be alive. It is. It is the worst time for humanity. Our kids have it worse than ever. <laughs> I don't think so. We're just probably the most spoiled and negative group that's ever walked the earth. That's probably true. Those people somehow or another found a silver lining while they were urinating in a family pot. That One of them had to tote to a dude to sell it. Keep in mind there was a guy buying. There was a market for it. In the open room. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that one room, that like six or seven. And we have to keep making children because that's what God wants. So we got 12 and your mother's pregnant again. We haven't any room, Father, for more people. Go ahead down. The Lord says uh, it must multiply. And I know we don't have any space. Everybody pissing the pot will make some money and some of you will eat tomorrow. That's the best time to be alive. That's I told horrible. you that they... When you go through uh, Scotland, you know, they used to, they build the towns up on the road because it runs down. Yeah, piss Crap runs, runs downhill. downhill. Yeah, that's where that phrase comes from. And it was more, back in the day, they thought it was more polite to not hang women. Mm-hmm. It was to throw them in the uh, sewage. In the little dump, ditch rather than hang with the poop them. in it. Yep. Yeah, that was a better way to treat the ladies. Drown them by poo. Yeah. <laughs> and keep just put a stick on their chest so they can't really fight back. You know, I'd love to have... Uh, one of these people who says it's the worst time to be alive, time machine back to that, and then take one of the people from there and time machine them here, and then after a month, just have a little talk. What era is better to be in? And that guy coming from 1350, oh my God, you guys, there's so much food. I can't believe how easy it is to be alive in Europe. We've fought for months. We've been, I got hit in the head with a rock the other day from English Limey prick was walking down the street, had sex with my wife because the king says he can. We've got laws against that. We have no laws. And then take one of these people who constantly bitches about how bad it is now, stick them in that thing, and then, what did you think of 1350? I'm so hungry. I've been living in my own for the last four months. (laughs) Yep. Everybody needs to pipe down about how bad things are. It's not that bad. He's probably like, the hookers are so much better. (laughs) Well, the prostitutes are... That's so beautiful. I never understood what fake were. But my God, man. And they bathe every day. Where's the pubic hair? I mean, you could go back to 1978 and get a guy, like get my grandpa and his heyday sexually and push him into today and go, here's your phone. What's this? Pornhub. Trust me, you're going to need it. And uh, just wander around, find yourself a lady. My grandpa's first thing would be like, where, where'd their pubic hair go? Is that a future thing? Yeah, we, Gross. we eliminated it. They don't have it. Gross. I'll tell you right now, your grandma's thatchery smelled so terrible I never once went down there. <laughs> I spent more time on the hooker uh, with the oral sex than I would with your grandmother. Now, that's saying something, boy. It is the best time to be alive, and we're ruining it. That's what I always say. I had some lady tell me that again the other day, and she's all about her kids. Never, I can't believe we're bringing kids into this planet. I'm like, it is the single greatest time to be a human being, period. No questions. Never been this easy. I don't know. Everybody's shooting each other. No, they're not. The biggest problem we have is news, and, and we're afraid of everything. <laughs> the plague. End of story. Stop it. Worst time to be alive, you spoiled pricks. Then I got into what's called an automobile. Now, it used to take me seven or eight days to walk down to the store. Now, I drive. they've got stores in every corner. And guess what? They don't sell mud and piss. Because <laughs> evidently, that's what they used to buy. So, stop complaining. It is the best time to be alive. Ever. Unless you're a Catholic, because then it just sucks right now. Because, boy, Vince Gully is just spinning right now in his grave. I don't know if you saw what the Dodgers did. They're doing, uh, they made, they had a partnership. Try to be woke. You don't realize what you've done. 
and the LGBT uh, activists that they've tied with uh, are absolute Catholic haters. And they're having like these nights with this uh, trans LGBT thing. And the Catholics are like, well, these people march in front of churches saying, you know, horrible things about us. What are you doing, Dodgers? And it's gay night at Dodgers Stadium, and I mean gay. Tonight's going to be extra homo, folks. This one's not just celebrating gays. It's celebrating every freak you can imagine and anti-Catholic, and it's not going to be pretty. So outside of Dodger Stadium, try to go in and watch the Padres and Dodgers play. Now you got to... You know, blade your way through two or three protests. Double whammy, the Padres. You, you got gays, and you got, uh, oh yeah, and then you got the Padres. Yeah, the Catholics are represented. <laughs> and you got the Catholics, they're going to be throwing rocks at each other and some sort of weird thing. All you want to do is watch a goddamn baseball game, and they're jamming Catholics and homos in front of the place saying, fight! Why in the world do sports franchises feel the need to do this? Stop it with specialty nights. Stop it with Honor no one other than local heroes and war veterans. That's it. You're done. It's it's the clean slate of not pissing anyone off. We're all there for the same reason. Don't put gay night with a radical group that screams at Catholic. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Catholics. You know that. But if you had, uh, you know, an anti-Muslim super group and you joined arms with them, you're going to have some mad Muslims. And it wouldn't happen. People would think you're a bad person. So the Catholics aren't wrong here and screaming out, hey, these folks are pretty awful to us, and I can't believe the Dodgers are doing it. Now, the Catholics have done themselves no favors by screaming everybody hates them all the time. But it's a Dodgers choice, they say, to honor a blatantly, oh, this is the Catholics, a blatantly perverted sexual and disgusting anti-Catholic hate group signals an alarming, dangerous normalization of anti-Catholic bigotry. What they're mainly complaining about is this group likes to dress as nuns and do sex acts, yeah. which is hilarious, but shouldn't be at a Dodger game. In my opinion, uh, two nuns um, each other shouldn't be near the stadium. That's just my th- That's me. Because, you know, Little League teams go by. Hey, Dad, what's that? Well, that's, that's two ladies of the cloth right there in front of Dodger Stadium. How about that? I saw that video. <laughs> Everybody's seen it. <laughs> it's great. It's, you can't not laugh when you see a nun's habit and, like, she's stuck in an oven. Like, that's just the best thing I've ever seen. But not at a baseball game. You, you, you know, I pick and choose my moments to do that. I'm not going to go over to Aftermath, the restaurant, and start watching nuns having sex on my phone and then take it to all the tables. I know better. I know that's going to cause a problem at one of the tables eventually. Disco but, night is enough. Disco night's pushing it. Like, nobody liked disco, but it's at least it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of elbow. Oh, they have country night, too. Eh, that's just one I can avoid, but that's just for me. <laughs> it's not going to cause a political controversy. No, no. But, oh, brother, will we when the gays show up? How about that? And they built it on the, you know, the graves and homes of Chavez Ravine. And most of the people they kicked that were probably Catholic Mexicans. Yeah. And they're, anyway, they called the Dodgers uh, and said, can you reconsider? Have, and it's mostly dudes dressed as nuns throwing it at each other. Uh, and they're like, come on, guys, Dodgers, no other religion would be treated this way. Why are you doing this? They have to honor, they have to do it, or they're going to get yelled at by the gays, and you don't want to piss them off. It's bad. But I looked at their parades, hilarious. And they call themselves, this group called the Sisters, they dress in a lewd imitation of Roman Catholic nuns. The group's motto is, go and sin some more. <laughs> this is what the Dodgers teamed up with. Uh, and and it's, I, I didn't know this, but Jesus said, go and sin no more. They changed that. Uh, then it says... Uh, uh, 
Um, baseball has always been, uh, you know, big in the ways of like making a tragedy a beautiful thing. Like if a city goes through something, sports kind of unites us, and this is the opposite. This is this is bringing in. The sisters have never been good. It's Shawshank Redemption. No, dudes dressed as nuns banging each other is just not public. That's just the, and look, I'm no prude, but I'm can look. I don't have kids. Fired. I don't want to see it. At Halloween party as a pregnant nun. Yeah, and I'm fine with the pregnant nun yeah, thing. People being like, say that's right. funny, but yeah. now they even now here's the thing: a nun trying to get pregnant at a party is you're right, automatic it's, dismissal. If you had two people like watch. I'm going to f*** this nun here in public. <laughs> oh, and by the way, f*** you, God. I'm like, all right, well, team up with the Dodgers. That should be fun. Look at this crowd of, wow, what the f*** is going on in Dodgers Stadium? So Catholics, you very rarely get my support, but in this one, come on. I don't want Catholic night at Dodger Stadium as much as I don't want trans-gay expression night at Dodger Stadium. I don't want Swedish John Holmberg night at Dodger Stadium. Well, yes, I do. But that's different. (laughs) If I did something miraculous, you could have a night for me. An individual, that's fine. But even still, you're pushing it because somebody who hates that person is going to be like, you know what they did, blah, 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 blah. Just stick to bat night and bat night. Oh, I was like Batman. <laughs> Not Batman, what are you going with this? or like bats flying about. No baseball bats. Remember okay, baseball? Yeah, remember yeah. how baseball used Charles to be? I, I, it's hard to remember that. Remember how baseball used to be about bats and balls uh, and gloves? All about helmets. baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Glove nights, ice cream helmets. Yeah, it's ice cream. First, first thousand fans come in and get an ice cream helmet. That those were the good. Not first thousand people come in and get an anal plug and like a treat that an anti an upside down cross. Well, it's been so long since baseball's been about baseball. Oh, it's so I true. mean sports with the kiss cam and all this yeah. other crap going That's, on. That's but you know what? That's tolerant advertising. Is it? Is, yeah, the I, kiss I cam. Yeah. Look, I hate it too. Kiss cam used to be a joke that at the end they would show two guys and then the crowd would go crazy. Now it's like, oops, yeah, I can't do that no more. Nope. Yeah, no, all that advertising. You're right. It's it's gotten silly. Well, the real stadiums don't do it. Uh, you know, not like this one here. The one we got is a giant running infomercial with yeah. a baseball game happening in the middle. Should be Don LaPree. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, really. Uh, seventh you know, inning stretch with the guy. You too can make thousands. <laughs> but yeah, LGBT groups, uh, you've got enough. Stop it. It doesn't mean we hate you if you can't have a night at the ballpark. You can have, guess what? Tickets available every night. Get your group together, buy tickets. And get in a section and have your LGBTQ night up there. The teams don't need to be, like, on board. Doesn't mean they hate you. But, man, oh, man, two dudes dressed as nuns having sex is probably something you shouldn't invite to the ballpark. We're not going to do it at the park. I know, but you did. You're not going to have Alec Baldwin night at Dodger Stadium. That would be too controversial. But this? Come on. It's just so, we're just so lost in this garbage. We've got four Pride Nights. Oh, man. Suns, the Suns did it this year where every night was something. I mean, Chinese Cultural Night was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. I didn't see one Chinese person there. And if they saw one, camera found them. Look, there's one. A Chinese showed up. They're running around. Uh, I'm Korean. Actually. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually Indonesian. And close enough. Hey, Charlie, how you enjoying the game? Uh, name's Jeff. I, I grew up in Toluca Lake. I'm, 
just I'm half Korean. Anyway, happy Chinese cultural night. My friend Jim Wilson went with me. I didn't even realize it. He's Korean. And they tried to hand him a little red card with like a Chick-fil-A inside. It wasn't even like a Chinese thing. Wow. Got like a little envelope that looked like the Golden Gate. And you're like, oh, this is neat. And then you open it up and get like $20 off at Chick-fil-A. But Not only even Panda Chinese. Express. I mean, they couldn't, right. you know, they couldn't stretch it a little bit. They couldn't give me something more authentic. <laughs> you people love this stuff probably, right? I highly recommend the beef and broccoli. <laughs> but yeah, they did gay night, like a ton of gay nights. And I didn't see anybody like switch. Like I was, I didn't see anybody going, you know, this is great. I'm making the move. I didn't see a whole lot of gay. I just saw people wanted to watch a basketball game that got interrupted every once in a while with this thing in the middle. Celebrating groups. Women's night was my favorite one because they kept playing Respect. Which is written by written a man, by a man. <laughs> about a woman coming home and showing a man a little respect. Aretha Franklin changed it, but they just didn't do any research, and I loved it. They should have shown scenes from uh, The Burning Bed or something like that where a woman burns a guy up who's mean to her. Like, at least give him some empowerment. But yeah, I'm tired of, uh, like, uh, everything has to be a thing, but yeah. And, uh, you know, Catholics, you got a point. A group of nuns having sex on the internet and getting embraced by the Dodgers, you should stand up and say, well, where's our night? And then that's what's going to happen. Catholics are like, where's Catholic night? And you got to appease that. And then it's a bunch of nuns not f***ing at Dodger Stadium, and that's boring. Maybe they're upset, too. It's not as accurate. It's more priest on priest than anything. That's a priest on boy. Yeah. yeah. If it's priest, uh, get your first thousand priests, get a boy. <laughs> get an orphan. Oh, my God. There'd be priests lined up all the way up to La, uh, La Cañada. Father Dale be throwing out the first pitch. and <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Let's welcome one of our HOF priests. <laughs> he managed to not rape anybody and still rape tons of people. We're not sure how he did it. It's Father Dale, everybody. He's the goat. Never did the act. <laughs> Just watched. I, I, cucks, I cucks the crime. You're the greatest, Father Dale. Bless you. Thank you. I cucked children having sex. Somehow I'm free. Pool's a giant hot tub. <laughs> yeah, well, they can do it here. And the pool is just jam-packed with unknowing youngsters about to be molested by priests. It's Catholic night here at the old ballpark. Priest and scout night. Yeah, you have Muslim night, and it's just like paper airplanes flying all over the place. Oh, <laughs> I mean, come on. If we're going to do it, let's do it. Mormon night, win a sister. I mean, you got all sorts of things you could do. Now, stop it. All I want to do is watch the game. I'll, I'll I'll take the advertisement. I'll be inundated with ads. I get that. I, I've accepted that that's part of it. I don't need the activism everywhere I effing go. And I'm speaking for 90% of the population. I guarantee there is no large group of people going, now, come on, John. We go to the games to make sure the crowd is being represented equally. No one goes to sporting events for that. No one. We go to escape all this BS that we're surrounded by. And you're on the same team. I mean, the fans have never been affected. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter the background. No, right. Like, you're cheering for the team? Me too. Come on. I learned that at Total Wine. Yeah. I went in on a Sunday morning in my Steelers shirt. And another dude who I would have never spoken to in my life, he looked like the hardest thug I've ever seen in my, ever. Kind of a, he looked like Ed Reed if Ed Reed was meaner. And he's in a Steelers shirt too. And he goes, well, brother, clunk. And we bumped fist. And then a dude in a Chargers shirt went by. And that's who we were playing that day. And I hated him. And he looked just like me. I teamed up with the, the homeless looking dude that was just absolutely grizzled. I, like, Ugh, don't touch me. Uh, normally. 
We fist bumped at the total wine. I'm sure he was robbing it. I was just I was going to pay for the vodka. But instead, let's let's uh, piss Dodger fans off, right? By dividing them. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go to a game where I'm sitting next to a dude who's got a dildo in his hand, going, "Isn't this great?" Like, what happened to Bat Night? What are you holding? Can you imagine Al McCoy announcing gay and trans oh. night or something? <laughs> what the hell's going on here, son? <laughs> this. <laughs> you be careful tonight, because when I say <laughs> you, they might. All right, Shazam. It's KY Lube Night. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think it's necessary. And you're pissing off Catholics, and Catholics have pissed off everybody. So now you get you you make one mad, you got to appease them later. So now we got Catholic Night. Then the Muslims are going to come up and go, "Well, what about us?" All right, it's Muslim Night, and that's going to cause a problem. And then the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Scientologists, uh, the anti-gays, the Antifa. The it's just never the Amish. You're going to be like, as long as you don't turn the lights on, we'll go. And it's like, God damn it, the Amish Night. It's a day game. Day game. Yeah. <laughs> you can only churn butter and have like popcorn that's pre-made. Great furniture. Just f- off. Everybody, knock it off. I want to go to a sporting event without being told I have to love a group that I don't even know about. I don't like religion, and I don't like groups of people that have a singular agenda. just want to watch the game. I want to watch some... Novel when, idea. When I say at a baseball game, dude, that guy's got a hose in right field. I don't want the guy next to me go, which one? Oh, it, it's a term for a good arm. Jesus Christ, I can't watch this anymore well what's this mean he's got a thick bat okay look nun uh, i enjoy your costume but i don't need you talking to me the whole game it's dirty nun night okay i understand that but i'm just trying to watch some baseball we're gonna the seventh inning stretch not us i'm gonna watch (laughs) you i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna laugh hysterically but that's as far as this goes yeah, Vin Scully, uh, he, he got out just in time. They probably didn't have these nights because Vin Scully said, all right, Vin, we're going to have a gay nun night. At the- to hell with that. I won't be broadcasting that game at all. There's no way I'm going to watch a bunch of dudes dressed as nuns <laughs> each other during the game. It's Clayton Kershaw on the mound, and all oh, there seems to be some disruption on the third baseline. Yep, as predicted, gay nuns are blowing each other in front of children here at Dodger Stadium. It is a tragedy. Two and one there to Bellinger. It's just there. It's just a joke. The whole world's gone crazy. It's all gone bananas. But good luck with it. I hope you make tons and tons of people. Even Ian Schwartz has emailed and said, stop it. <laughs> and he's one of them. He's not a gay nun, but you know. <laughs> Everything's the cause. Man, the seventh inning stretch would be br- brutal. Oh, what does that mean? What, did yeah. you, what, what will you stretch? <laughs> Me open. And look at that. The seventh inning stretch somehow or another became some sort of a weird leapfrog game out there in gay nun section. Oh, they're not playing leapfrog at all. Let's go to the bat, Bob Cam. Wow, I don't know what I'm looking at. (laughs) (laughs) And there's that fan's head, and now it's gone. And there it is again, and now it's gone. And there it is again, and now it's... I understand he's blowing that nun. (laughs) That's something I thought I'd never see at the old ballpark. But here we are. It goes into a story that reminds him of something. It takes me back to 1961 here when Dodger Stadium was relatively new. And Farmer John Hot Dogs arrived. And a little boy with no gag reflex swallowed four hot dogs in a row. It looked just like what we're seeing those nuns do. Two and one to Suspettis. Speaking of the two-in-one, that's two in the pink and one in the stink as far as I understand for tonight's crowd. 
<laughs> it's disgusting, so stop it. And then it gets beamed <laughs> in the crotch. 2,000 fans yeah. run to help him. Look at all these EMTs dressed as nuns looking to help. This is not a DeMar Hamlin situation, but so many Ooh. men trying to blow life back into that batter. <laughs> it's a joke, but stop already. And I, again, I know for a fact my fingers are directly on the pulse of this one. I'm off on a lot of things nowadays when I look around and go, is that something we're doing? Fingers are on the pulse on this one. No one wants activism nights at the ballpark. And I don't care if they're for the cause. No one wants it. We need to be represented. No, you don't. Not everywhere you go. Represent yourself, goddammit, as a fan of the team. That's what needs to be represented. You're not bigger than what's on the field. Put on the goddamn low serpentines jersey or whatever the hell those things are and have fun and enjoy yourself that's it we don't have to worry about this representation thing the only thing we should all be is united in one jersey cheering for the same group how do i know the dodgers love me if they don't accept my lifestyle the dodgers don't love you they don't care about you and what you do at your house they don't they They love your your money money. they want your money you're green to them but if they don't represent us go home your boyfriend and shut up don't have to spend your money there yeah exactly watch him on tv represent yourself i personally have never felt represented by a baseball team have you no i go to the game and feel pretty good about it. there they are there's the sisters breath pulling up pictures <laughs> and they get like gay nun outfits with rainbows and stuff and then just isn't that white face they just blow <laughs> each other in public <laughs> and then say f god and stuff Man, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd like to stumble across that, like, in a parking lot or something. What the hell's going on here? Like, that's an oddity in life. Like being in an ICP concert right. or something. Right, you're looking Look around and go, what have I stumbled into? But I don't want to go to a baseball game and have it that. The sisters and the West Hollywood cheerleaders. Oh, hilarious. But that should be, you know, isolated to areas where, like Charlie's Bar. I should never be surprised by men as nuns. And have it be their night. If, if, that shouldn't surprise. I should know that going in, and then I'm not. Gonna, and then they're going to lose money because I'm not going to that night. Not because I'm afraid of it. It's just like, yeah, it just seems a little heavy-handed. Uh, speaking of heavy-handed, Alec Baldwin has uh, tweeted out that the filming of Rust is completed, and he's just so happy. He yes. shaved his, he, you know what the best thing is? He said in his tweet, "Finally, I can shave my beard." Like that's been the biggest dilemma he's had with Rust <laughs> is that this beard has been itchy. I mean, Rust was kind of troublesome for him, mainly because he's had to keep all that facial hair. So he did a real nice picture of himself with the beard shaved off. And, uh, you know, it's like, this is such a nice moment. We finished Rust. You guys are going to love the movie. They really are. There was some hiccups in production, but I finally got my beard off, and I feel really good. So you're going to see me in a lot more stuff. Go home to my eight kids. Yeah. And now my pregnant wife and my eight kids are going to <laughs> just kill time. Oh, geez. He does a lot of killing. But he celebrated the final day of the shooting of Rust. And by that, I mean the film. So it's so good to see Alec Baldwin happy and comfortable again, isn't it? And remains oblivious to the entire situation that's going on. It's bananas. I'm going to attend a Dodger game with a nun tonight. It's going to be great. It's going to be a wonderful time. Taking his youngest son, Blank Baldwin. (laughs) Blank is coming with me. It's going to be amazing. Blank. I named him after the greatest moment of my life, Blank. Blank and I. 
Uh, that's the greatest moment of my life when I got the job of hosting uh, the match game. A lot of blanks. I love blanks. Blanks are fun. Fill in the blank. I always do. Yeah. He's going to bring his friend Glock with him <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Winchester. And this person here who keeps an eye on all the prop guns and stuff that I carry with me now it's for protection. Yeah, Winchester and Glock and Blank. <laughs> if you have more kids, just name them after horrible things. And this one's Beard. This one's Beard. He's fun. I shaved him off. Yeah, it's so Alec Baldwin got attention yesterday. And the big thing, oh, I get to get rid of that beard. That rust, that was tough for him filming the, all those months with that beard. And plus, by the way, he had to keep the beard even after, because he wasn't sure when the, they were going to start filming again after, you know, the murder. And it really put a hiccup in his time with that beard. It was too much beard for too long. And that's hard on a guy. No wonder. I was stressed out. That's why I killed that woman. And I, I had that beard. It was just making me so itchy. I had an itchy trigger finger because of my beard. But he's been exonerated. It's all clear. And the movie comes out. Is, are you interested in this movie at all? Not really. I'm not either. Like an Alec Baldwin Western? Nah. I have a feeling it's going to suck any, even without all the intrigue. But the only thing anybody's going to go to see is... What, what, what was, was, was that it? Was that the one? Was yeah. That, oh, I bet that was it. <laughs> it's two hours of shooting. Yeah. <laughs> Where was it? Which one? Losing his mind constantly. It's like... It's amazing only one person got killed. Welcome to Rust. Act two. <laughs> this is where it happened. I know you're curious. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I don't understand anything. And you can see the end credits dedicated to... Oh, yeah, they're going to make it a big, like... They're, they're going to pat themselves on the back being great to the dead lady. That was nice. Oh, it was wonderful. And, you know, her husband got involved and helped finish the production, which is really good as well. And that's proof I didn't do anything wrong. Her family still talks to me. Okay. <laughs> still killed somebody. I should have been a little bit more upset, not so anxious to finish the film. Stick but I couldn't get my check the, otherwise. The end credit, he shaves his beard. Yeah. <laughs> And now, finally, to get rid of this cumbersome problem that haunted the rust set the entire time, my beard. In the background, you might hear. Uh, that, oops, sorry. That's my bad. I've grabbed a gun <laughs> instead of a razor. I, sorry about that. I killed a cameraman. But yeah, they, they, he has the. Yeah, that's the thing I think about Alec Baldwin. Is the problem is he's got. He didn't stay quiet. He had the nerve to constantly keep telling us he was. He didn't do anything wrong, and this is no big deal. And. It's just terrible. I know it was a really hard time for him, but he could have done himself some favors by not being so creepy during this yeah. whole thing. And I don't, I don't think he did anything wrong. Well, you know that lady's dead and stuff, but he didn't really. Besides necessarily that, do it. Uh, yeah, outside of her, the accident, what he did was wrong. Was act like it was his, like he was the one going through the most. Yeah. It's been so hard for me. You think? Think it's been tough for you? How about a little remorse? Of course, we feel terrible for the what's her name and the family and stuff. But yeah, yeah, he's he was bananas, and it was like, hey, Alec, take a break, take a beat, and let the family kind of mourn the death of the accident. Well, I was on his side when it happened. I'm like, this poor guy's going through hell. What a terrible incident, terrible. Tra-. And then he started to go on TV to talk about how sad he was, how tough it's been for him, and he, I'm like, nobody cares about you right now. Stop it. I can't even go to gay night at Dodger Stadium without being booed. That's nothing worse than men in none outfits booing you. It just it makes me it makes me angry. Sorry, nuns. But he'll forever be known for that. Whatever. Uh, my tanner's wearing off. How about that? A little bit. My self-tanner. That's the first time I've ever self-tanned, and I didn't know you had to wear a glove, so I've been kind of hiding. 
got black hands. I have the opposite uh, of a black man's hand. The palm is dark, and the outside is bright white. It's really bad. Don't self-tan. And you know what I realized during my self-tanning experiment, because I've never done it before? Oh, the sun's outside. I could just go out there. This has to be easier. It has to be easier. I smelled like a box of dirt and crackers for two days. Because you're turning back into a cracker. Yeah, now, and then I just can't wait for this to go away. I stink, and uh, the self-tanning thing is a joke. It's disgusting. And it goes back to my theory. A man-made chemical can't be uh, safer for me than the sun. It just can't be. Something that does this to my skin cannot be safer than just limiting my time in the sun to when I'm, you know, not torching myself. This can't be better. Look what it's done. And it doesn't come off. It stained me. It's amazing. Is it? Or is it yeah. crucial? You look like, like a wood floor now. I, standing I, freshly, I, you know. I look like a Thompson's water-sealed man. Yeah. <laughs> but I got it all over. My legs are all splotchy and strange. and it's. I just tried it because I've never done it. And I'm like, all right, maybe it is better. Maybe this is better than the sun. And then I had to get to that realization again that I'm a man of science and reality. And the sun is the greatest thing this planet has. And we have to stop being mad at it all the time. It's really tough to dodge it living in this town. Right. But it is smart to dress appropriately for it and not torture yourself. So limit it. The sun isn't dangerous. Your behavior in it is. Stop saying the sun's bad for you. You're bad for the sun. If your family came here from Ireland and you're walking around in a tank top and booty shorts and you're worried about skin cancer, guess whose fault that is? Not the sun. Put a pair of jeans on and a long sleeve shirt. It's so hot. Then go, don't go outside, dummy. But I want to look hot. Okay, you're, you're going to get cancer. Is this you tanning? That was me. It's Gene Wilder from <laughs> Silver Street. That's, oddly enough, that picture you pull up of Gene Wilder doing blackface was how I looked while it was going on. You can't help but think, man, if anybody got a picture of this, I would lose my job in a second. While I'm tanning, it is black when you put it on. It's dark brown crap. Now i got to teach you to walk. Yeah, I did walk. I, I knew the walk. I walked him down the hall a little bit while it was drying. But it was, uh, yeah, there's no possible way. we got to reassess how we talk about uh, the sun. I saw a lady on the news the other day. The sun is so dangerous for us. No, it's not. Then move. No, it's not. The sun is everywhere, by the way. You can't move from it, Brett. I know, it's but I mean... <laughs> you're not moving away from the sun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though. <laughs> to Seattle. Yeah. You're going to move to somewhere and you're going to be... God damn it, it's still here. Go can't get away from this goddamn ball of fire. Alaska has sun. Yeah, but <laughs> half the year. And the worst part is in Alaska, it reflects off the snow. You don't even know you're getting burned off. Yeah. So how about... You get sunburn and blind. Yeah, and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, and uh, look, I get in arguments with people all the time about sunblock. I'm like, how about you just limit your time in the sun? And if you know you're going to spend tons of time in the sun, then yeah, you block it. But you don't wear it every single day. There's no possible way a man-made chemical is safer for you than limited amounts of sunshine. Sun is so good for you. Ask the plants. But it will give you skin cancer. All melanomas are caused by it. No, all melanomas are caused by your behavior in it. The sun doesn't cause cancer. You standing in it does. It's like blaming the cigarettes. These cigarettes cause cancer. No, you lighting it and sucking it does. That's the cancer agent. Somebody should do something about these cigarettes. How about not use them? Ah, that's silly. Well, then you get into secondhand smoke. It's not, it's not a thing. I don't even want to hear about secondhand smoke because of what you, what you suck in on a freeway all day long. is a million times worse than any secondhand smoke you've ever experienced in your life. 
period. It's inconvenient. Secondhand smoke stinks to people who don't smoke. They don't like it. Chemicals we eat. How much secondhand smoke you'd have to pound into your body to get sick from it is astronomical. One more. What? Cigarette? Yeah, yeah. one giant more. If yeah. you're oh, oh, I see what you're saying. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if they hit those, it just stinks that the room stinks, you stink, you don't like it. And then you get in your car and you drive away and go, oh, I can't believe what they're putting in the air. Well, just those, the filth and puke from the other cars goes in, you're, you're fine. The sun isn't dangerous. You and it is. Cigarettes aren't dangerous. You lighting the guns aren't dangerous. You shooting them is. We're dumb. We have to stop this. And I know that skin cancer is an issue, but you got to be smart about how you're out in it. Uh, Steve said, uh, John, did you change your name to John Jay, self-tanner? Really? <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I did it. I did it almost as a John Jay type thing, too, because I was like, let's see what happens if I self-tan. Oh, and don't get me started. In a few days, I'm going to Botox my forehead. I'm going crazy. And I people think I'm kidding. I'm going Liberace. I'm testing the waters here. This thing's going to be hilarious in a few years. I'm going for the laughs. The face has never done me any favors. Now I'm going to see what we can do with it. Modern technology. I'm going to make it so I can't blink without, like, assistance. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> and I'm checking out. This whole thing's been a fun ride for me. And then I'm done. <laughs> Have some laughs. Make a joke face at the end and then get in the box. It sounds wonderful. A whole lot better than that. Uh, I crap myself. I need people to come help me. No one lives with me anymore. I had a friend say, what are you going to do? You don't have kids. Brett, you have to probably get this too. Yeah. You have kids. Who's going to take care of you when you're old? Nobody. Well, once I can't take care of myself, it's over. Well, what will you do? I'll eat all the pills. That's terrible. Is it? What you're saying is terrible. No one's going to take care of me. Why would I stick around to find out that? It's some, it, some people have that problem now. The kids ain't going to take care of them. The just, kids are just yeah. waiting for them to die yep. for the money. I want that money. Yeah. yeah. Or you don't want them to. Right. right. Yeah. Agree. We, we all watched the end of uh, Million Dollar Baby. Now, I know it wasn't a mother and, a, and the dying, but families will come and put a pillow over your face mm-hmm. and stuff or make you sign papers with your mouth. There's no guarantee your kids are going to take care of you. And by take care of you, it could be the Italian way. Yep. I'm going to take care of that. We'll all be better off. Yeah, the self-tanner thing is hilarious. I had no idea you are supposed to wear a glove. My hand is a mess. <laughs> better than it was but i mean it's bad it's got to be on the first two or three lines of the box and directions directions i'm a man <laughs> what, yeah, how they, hard they can have it be those? apply those are the directions <laughs> with a glove it should have come with a glove if you need a glove that's an <laughs> accessory i didn't know i had to purchase you said apply with love oh yeah, i can do that I'm not reading directions i'm a man they make directions so small because it's for children and women men don't read directions it's in a pump bottle. You pump it in your hand. You rub it on body. Direction's over. Go buy a glove. That's not happening. See, so yeah, I turned into a big, uh, weird, orange-handed stranger. I kind of like it. But then I realized, because then it says, then for two hours, let it get in your system. And then you just sticky and gross for two hours. And I wanted to get in the shower, but you can't. Because then it gets all runny. So I stood there for like two hours. I'm like, you know, if I had just dedicated two hours to stand in the sun, I'd be super tan. <laughs> Even faster than that. It was 100 and something degrees when I did this. I'd go out in the sun for 15 minutes. I'd have a nice base. The sun will kill you. This stuff won't. Have you seen my hands? I think I'm dying. But I do look good. <laughs> the tan is a nice color. It's called um, 
was it Coco and Bronze, I think is the name of the company. That... And it comes out like a chocolate mousse. It looks like two girls, one cup. Ugh. Right was it an hand. online order? Did you no, go to... Middle of the night online. It popped up in one of the stories I was reading. And I'm like, huh, never done that before. Add to cart. <laughs> it was a twofer. Like thirteen ninety nine. Normally they're thirteen dollars each. I got two for one. And I am. Um, I had my shirt off yesterday and getting in the shower, and I just started laughing because I do look a little like Gene Wilder from Silver Streak. It is <laughs> like the body is very <laughs> awkward color <laughs> for me. I don't turn that color naturally. I don't turn this bronzish orange. Yeah, I learned it from John. He's teaching me everything. He's a star. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats over there, Bert? All right, Wake Up Song brought to you by uh, our friends over at Action Ride Shop. Get some sun this weekend and jump out on your bike. The trails are open. Probably have to go a little bit early, but uh, head on over to Action Ride Shop. If you're thinking about getting in on the bikes, they're going to they're gonna have all the selection and advice you're going to need to get your ass out on the trail. Uh, if you need your bike repaired, oh. you need to pick up a new one, they got the full line of pivots out there, go hit them up, actionrideshop.com, or just roll into the shop. Wow, this and is a, group a lot of, of coyote not stuff happy about yeah. the coyotes. So, by the uh, way, I just got an email. It's pretty important. It says, "Are they having? Did I hear you right? They're having Catholic night at the ballpark. Do you know if they'll be handing out Bibles? Those are good big books signed uh, Flag Lady. Oh yeah, no, you know, don't give the Flag Lady more books to send money and please, poor Flag Lady. Well, you could go that route too. Uh, somebody requested a striper there to hell with the devil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails on there. Bunch of stuff for the Coyotes. All She Wrote from Firehouse. Uh, Happy Trails. Godsmack Go Away. Skid Row, Get the F Out. <laughs> uh, Jackal, When Push Comes to Shove for Tempe. Corey Taylor. Oof, man. Uh, it's somewhere between Happy Trails. That's real slow, though. Yeah, it's, it's only it's real a, yeah, short. And Get the F Out. Godsmack's there. All She Wrote by Firehouse is an interesting one, but... Well, that Avenge song, We Love You, mm. it's about seven minutes of the most schizophrenic music you've ever heard, and it's all good. It's just a crazy song, but the video is so cool. On uh, you got to do it on YouTube. It's 360 degrees with your phone. You just walk around. You can do circles, and the whole video moves. Yeah, I got to do that. amazing. The song's kind of almost annoyingly all over the place, but it's good. It's not going to be a, a hit by any means. Uh what do you want, Brett? I like to skid around myself. All right, let's do it. I think Toledo's got another. You're standing suit close. What the f*** with you? Yeah. What is it? What's the line? Something about, uh, you're not my old lady and you're not a tattoo. <laughs> you're too close to me. And it's for the Coyotes. Let's get the F out. Tempe voted you out yesterday. It's a shame. But so long, Coyotes. I feel bad that they're going to. There's no way they stay. If somebody sweeps them up, I'll be shocked. But we'll see. Uh, it's Skid Row for our Arizona Phoenix, Arizona Coyotes. It's uh, Get the F Out. It's 98 KUPD. I, I play this with great uh, weight in my heart. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98 You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Got an email from a big Coyotes fan. Not happy about this situation. F and Tempe. Watching some C-word celebrate victory over the Coyotes on the news right now. And she doesn't even have a real reason to shut it down. Her quote was, 
It has to line up with our values. What the F does that mean? I want to wind up an open Palmer bitch in the face. <laughs> like, Jesus, wow. he's ready to just start fighting. I don't understand that either. How does the arena not line up with your values? What is it? You're, you're morally, the coyotes don't line up with you? I just don't understand how that's a thing. It's just against my morals to have the coyotes here. Bring another team in. Yeah, I don't get that one. But anyway, a lot of people celebrating today. And it ain't the Coyotes. The Houston Coyotes. That sounds pretty good, though. Houston Coyotes. They're Coyotes in Houston. Yeah, they're running them over the border. Exactly. And, you know, the Coyotes. The Coyotes. They'll have to change the logo to a dude in an F-150 sewing someone in a seat. I don't know how you're going <laughs> to convey that message, but that's... Go Coyotes! Just move them down to Brownsville and just make it official. And then you have the Coyotes bus. So they, they actually, the team will actually do it. Bring in some migrants. It'll, it'll work, but oh well. So long, Coyotes. It's kind of a weird day with that. I got a lot of people emailing me. They're Coyote fans. This hit, this stung them, but there's nothing you can do. They didn't do enough in 25 years to win over a city. It is my sad assessment that that can't change overnight. 25 years of a city not caring about you. Uh, history as my guide pretty much means they're never going to. That's pathetic. Uh, it's uh, time for the Brady Report. It's brought to you by our friends at Hooters. Oh, it's back, Brady. It's Wings Day. Yes. Oh, now they changed the copy to say this. It's <laughs> Wings Day, and Hooters is coming hard. Not coming in hotter. Ugh. Hooters is coming hard with two specials to choose from. Why do they make me do this? Buy 20 wings, get 10 free. That is coming hard. Or get all-you-can-eat wings for just twenty ninety nine. Uh, you can dine in for those only. It's Wings Day Wednesday only at Hooters. And they're coming hard. Mm. Weird. Brady reported. Good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy Pack Rat Day. You know, people who don't throw things away day? Yeah, you hoarders. Yeah, happy hoarders day. <laughs> happy cluttered nightmare day. You've got a little taste of that Pat Racket or little Pat bit. Rat. Yeah. Your garage was a maze the last time I was over there. He had a lot of stuff going on. Ronnie was getting upset about it. He had cans everywhere. Now we've had uh, nice. both cars in there for the last couple of months. It's a three-car garage. Yeah, we've got two. We just, three you're getting, you're for a while, it was only one. one. And we it don't was, need it. Your garage was a blast. I was lost in there for two days. It was incredible. It was the most organized chaos I've ever seen in my life. Maze, lines, alleys, downstairs, upstairs. I'm like, how's he done it? But don't shut the door too hard or the walls fall off. Because they're made of tin cans. <laughs> but that changed. Yeah, Ronnie would say the uh, man cave is also a pack rat. Oh, you got a lot of stuff the in there. the beer cans. and Yeah. Well, the beer can thing just looks like... They're in place. To a woman, a load of empty beer cans is garbage. Yeah. Especially on display. It's very strange to lay. Now, if, if I was you, I'd take the beer cans and put them in like shadow boxes and make them look like displays. But on a shelf, it just looks like an alcoholic hasn't cleaned up for a while. And the man cave has a couple of clutters right now. Like what? Mm, files, mail. Oh, uh, piles of yeah. junk. That's where I. That's where you read the circulars. That's where the mail goes because <laughs> I used to put it on the they had a little front table in the entrance. Yeah, and it would just pile up there, and the, most of it's junk. Yeah, now I just. Get rid of it, but some of the stuff that are... You've made a mess is what yeah. you're saying. But that's not pack rat. That's just sloppy. Yeah. Pack rat is like dude who keeps like 100 Sports Illustrated magazines for no reason at all. Or thousands of beer cans that are empty on shelves. 
You got to make them more of a display for a lady to understand. Giant duffel bags. The beer cans are pretty, are displayed pretty good. They're on a shelf and they're outside. That's the problem. A lady's never going to see that. As oh, they're not. No, yeah. I, I have them in the man cave now. Only yeah, all of them. But I'm saying not all of them. They, I got they, one. If big, they're uh, not in a case, and they're just out on a shelf, a woman is always going to see that as clutter. Always. I that's love. True. I love soda cans, and I leave them laying around the house. If I started putting them on shelves, it would just be some dude who's afraid to throw away his cans. To they're, a lady. Now, if I put them in a shadow box and like these are the seven most important Diet Dr Pepper cans of my life. I could hang that. For some reason, they they think that's good. The day we figure out their definition of clutter is uh, you like just Nobel have to know peace prize type stuff. When it's trash to them, and you put it yeah, up on a shelf, it's bad. So I'll slap some pe- plexiglass over the shelves. Exactly, and case it, and, and it, suddenly it's a museum. Piece. Oh, yeah, they're fool, they're easy further. to fool. It's just you're you're not doing any work. Like our nightstands, Lisa's got like a piece of pottery on it, like a dish yeah. and something else. And I've got like one little box that I put stuff in. Every time she cleans, she puts the box in. in yeah, my... It goes somewhere else. I'm like, it doesn't work for her. That's why your does... stuff. It, that's well, why. That's the yeah. biggest thing. But I'm like, why does your stuff get to live on top of the. the, the uh... She didn't want your stuff there. But my stuff's on my side. You don't have a side. <laughs> <laughs> it's her side it's and yeah. both yeah. of your yeah, side. It's her side and then the side she approves your stuff on. What's in this box? What's in the box? No, just a, it's like a little thing you throw keys in and and like oh, a it's a clutter box. box. It's a yeah. no, she doesn't want but that on a decorative box. table. No. But she's got two of them. Yeah. One of them just has a lid. Then why is why is this third one out there? That's on my side. That's uh, my yeah, box. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, built shadow a box. box that's that's my yeah, box. Put, yeah, put it in a frame and they'll be like, oh wow, neat. They don't know, like the you're second put some right. little hooks yeah. over. Look, the second you act like it's an art piece, they're like, oh, that's lovely. But if it's just this stupid box that doesn't blend in with the other stuff, she's moving that. Brady's got these cans laying around. They've been the bane of Ronnie's existence since she knew him. And he just refuses to make them anything more than stuff on a shelf. <laughs> cans on a shelf never go over. Can't have it. I'm going to slap some plexiglass over it, and then I'll just paint live, laugh, love. Yeah, that would work. Here's, the, here's what I think it is, and it's just dawned on me now. We as men only see the back of a woman's head or a pillow while we're having sex in college, right? We either look at a butthole, the back of a head, or a pillow. Those are our options. They lay on their backs and look around the room. Yeah. (laughs) So when they look up and see your name and beer can tops and bottles and cans up on shelves, it's like, oh, this reminds me of that time in that dorm room and that dude spit all over me and then threw up. Now she's got it in her house. You can't have that. You just remind her of that awful dorm room she got boned in. You forget that they're laying there eyeballing the situation. You're just closing your eyes thinking about Steve Garvey trying not to finish too fast. A couple of baseless fun facts. It seems like Italy and tomatoes go hand in hand, but tomatoes were originally just an ornamental table decoration. Uh-oh. They weren't incorporated into Italy's cuisine until the 1700s. The filthy Italians started eating all the decorations. Tomatoes were brought in by the Spaniards Giuseppe, in the 1500s. What are you doing? I'm eating this. This is delicious. Oh, once they discovered it, decorations. Though, I'm never going to eat anything about these things. You cut it open, it doesn't look done yet, but it is. It took 200 years. Look, I'm going to introduce this to everybody. I have a feeling people were eating tomatoes before that. They were. Yeah, the that Italians was, uh, just weren't. The Aztecs were the first ones, and then the Spaniards brought it over. Oh. And uh, everyone stared at them as uh, table decorations for yeah. 200 years. Let's try this. You'd have to change those decorations like every couple of days. And what, get all 
mushy and oh, gross. Oh, the smell. And the, the picking them up, that they break. Disney planned on building their second park in St. Louis, not Orlando. They developed a park in the 1960s called Walt Disney's Riverfront Square. Wound up falling through. Got voted down like the Coyotes. Wow. St. Louis didn't want Disney. Tim Burton considered casting Bill Murray as Batman instead of Michael Keaton. <laughs> would have worked. He'd have been a great Bruce Wayne. That would have been like one of the few Bruce Waynes I buy. That like he can't be. You Batman, would never right? picture yeah. him as a superhero. He can't possibly be Batman too. He'd be a you know a suave, funny, cool billionaire people got along with. But this, his secret life would make sense. All the other ones that made sense. Everybody knew Bruce Wayne was Batman. There was no secret. The problem I would have had was him having sex with Kim Basinger. I wouldn't have believed that. <laughs> 60% of all the Christmas decorations in the world are made in one in, in factories in one town in China. EU China. Wait a minute. Did you just say? 60% oh, of all okay. Christmas decorations okay. are made in factories in one town in China. Okay. The town of EU. They probably don't even celebrate it. They're wondering what the hell we're doing. Why they love these fat pigs so much? Candy cane. Make more. Make more. They buy. 60% of our Christmas decor is made by little Chinese people. <laughs> yeah, by like five of them. Happy birthday, Jesus. Talk about elves. That's weird. That is kind of the elves, isn't mm-hmm. it? And a new spring cleaning pole. 49% of adults admit that ignoring a mess and leaving it for someone else is something they do a lot. I do. I do that to the Larry The question was, uh, do you do it <laughs> often or always? I make a mess on purpose for Larry to clean up. And he does it. No questions asked. It's fun to watch him come in and just pick things up. He has a little vacuum in his yeah, office. Oh, it's and... crazy. Just, anything you do. I crushed a chip into the carpet a few seconds ago. And I know he's not coming today, but when he sees that, oof. Most of us admit we cut corners when we clean. 53% said they always or often do. Only 9% said never. And they're lying. Yeah. You always yeah. cut corners. Cleaning stinks. I've got a quick pee-pee poo-poo news story. Oh. Does he know about this? Hello, my friends. Randy Bogan here with pee-pee poo-poo news. Kids are on top of it. There was a comprehensive survey out on men's bathroom habits that spans 13 countries. And the question was... Are the good uh, ones? Do you sit or pee? When you pee, do you sit or stand? I sit. The country that sits the most? It's got to be somewhere in Europe. Germany. Oh, yeah. 40% of German men say they sit every time. Another 22% say they sit most of the time. Only 10% of German men say they never sit anywhere. Sit to pee? Uh, in the, like when I wake first up at night. Yeah, first thing in the morning or in the middle yeah, of the night if yeah. you got to pee. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Boner pee is like you can't yeah. stand to pee with that anymore. No. Like I have to push that thing down in there. You used to be able to lean against the wall. I've been sitting a piece since I was about 20. My mom made me clean my bathroom when I was 19, 18 years old. You do this. You're old enough to clean your own bathroom. And then I went in there and realized, Jesus, when do I hit the toilet? My friend uh, took his son in when he was a teenager to his bathroom and did a one of those lights. It was a black light that will pick up the pee. 
I think so. Yeah, and he took it on the shower. The kid was hitting the shower curtain. Oh, man. It was like spraying out of him sideways. It's like you're cleaning your bathroom from here on out. That kid sits to pee now. Two things I don't understand. Uh, those fuzzy things around the bottom of a toilet. <laughs> if you've ever cleaned your bathroom, the first thing you do afterwards is get rid of anything fuzzy in the bathroom. You realize all of it's getting ruined. The German term for a man who sits to pee? Sitzpinkler. Hmm. Is that true or is that your joke? No, that's... Okay, okay. I was like, no. <laughs> I was waiting. Also the homo F word. <laughs> the other countries with a, a lot of male toilet sitters, Sweden, Denmark, Canada, Australia. I'm on the list. The place where men are the least likely to sit to pee? U.S. Mexico. Oh. No kidding. Only well, 6% of the men there. It's hard to sit on that yeah. hole in the ground. Yeah, we're, we're in the middle. <laughs> We're number nine. It's also really hard to sit on a Home Depot bucket. and uh, you know. I don't know. I think they're pretty used to that Home Depot bucket. They hover over it, but <laughs> it's easier to stand. They stand to poop. In Germany, 40, 49% of the older men sit, compared to just 28% of the 18 to 34-year-olds. After a while, it's just, come on. It is. I, the urinal thing is great, but toilet seats are there to be sat on. And I, I just... I. I'm trying to uh, embrace the new idea of a reverse cowgirl peeing. I don't even take the yeah. I don't even take the time to turn around. Yeah, yeah. Where I get on that thing, straddle it. Butters taught me that from South Park. He goes, "I think you're supposed to sit on it this way because there's a little table." And you're like, "Wait a minute, he's right." Like the toilet is built for you to sit backwards on. There's like a little shelf for your book. Everything about it says face this way, and we face the Your other way. Book. Yeah, yeah. You, well, I'm like a, phone. my phone, and it's a. He, it's not wrong. It's a little uh, shelf. Go into. I know you don't, but go into uh, either one of our bathrooms here with the no. urinal, and you'll see the uh, pool below oh. the urinal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nasty. The dribble pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nasty. It's disgusting. And that you get rid of that when you sit to pee. But I've started to straddle it backwards, just because you can, especially in the morning. The, I can lean on it and almost sleep while I'm going. <laughs> it's not easy though because they're not built for it. Like the, is the, the you, you hang off the end there a little bit. I guess either way you sit, your your balls would still be in the water, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta be careful with that. Yeah. Google announced yesterday it will start deleting accounts that have been inactive for at least two years. Okay, a move that the company says will intended to prevent security risks. Oh, speaking of security risks, that fake me that's given out thousands of dollars, I got a text from my buddy Thor. That's his real name. And Thor goes, hey, thanks for the thousand bucks. When you click on it, Thor's the only one, I hope, of the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you that have gotten this fake John Holmberg just gave you a thousand dollars thing. It's a bot. Shanman's got it, too. Thor clicked on it and it asks for information and a card. A oh, dummy man. gave his card up. Are you kidding? Within me? seconds, an escort service charged his card. With, he's like, I gave the card in. I did the thing. I'm like, awesome. They're just going to put it in my bank through the card number. Thor got stupid. And uh, he said, in a few seconds later, I got an alert that my card was being used <laughs> to, an escort. to an escort service. I think it was in Reno. And he's like, so I canceled the card and everything's fine. I didn't know that was where that was going. So if you get that, John just gave you a $1,000 thing. Most of you are smart enough to know not to do that. But Thor wasn't. Thor, Thor, Thor picked up. A, well, this, this also may be the story Thor's telling his wife. <laughs> but I'm just saying, 
don't give your I'm not asking ever for your credit card ever. No, no, no radio ever. station is nothing on the like. I'm not your dad. I'm not going to teach you that. Like if you give your card out willy nilly, you're an idiot. But if I say I give you a thousand dollars, there's no need for you to ever give me no. any banking information. I don't. It's not a direct deposit. Tim and Brooke, maybe they would, but yeah. You know. I don't know who Tim and Brooke are. It's uh, the Tim and, and Ben and all those. Oh, he's fired. Yeah. Oh, he is? Ben's not there. Well, I knew he wasn't, but. I don't know who Tim, Tim and Brooke are. Tim is still there. I, Patrick. I, oh, that guy. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Is he handing out money and asking for I think credit he, cards? There's another scam out there <laughs> with him, too. Yeah, we're all doing it. <laughs> just don't click on it. For God's sakes, just ignore it. I'm not giving out any money anywhere but right here. Apple has a new mobile feature in the pipeline called personal voice. It will allow your phone to replicate your voice after only about 15 minutes of reading prompts and training. Hey. That's pretty good. Apple says it's meant to make their devices more inclusive for people with disabilities. For example, people with conditions like ALS. That's nice. They'll lose their voice over time. This could help them by reading typed text aloud during calls. That's going to get screwed up at first, but once they master it, it'll be all right. My voice to text is a disaster. U.S. News just did the rundown of the top 150 cities to live in. Okay. Number one was Green Bay, Wisconsin this year. Incorrect. Uh, Hacker fans and fat chicks. No, thank It's based you. on good value, desirable uh, place to live. No. Um, She's curd available. Job market, uh, high quality of life. High quality of life? Everybody's uh, got blood pressure medicine. What high quality of life do they have? I haven't seen someone from Green Bay that's under 300 pounds. And I'm talking about the ladies. That's all Wisconsin. It's the whole state. Yeah. All they do is eat cheese curds and guzzle beer. Tucson Thanks. came in 96th. Phoenix was 110th. It's too expensive to live here now. That was the uh, big thing. And then, they, you know, Green but Bay. based upon um, job market, I think Phoenix. Oh, well, we're good. good. Yeah, we're probably, we're probably, you but know. But again, the, the separation is not like, you know, between 110th and number one. Right. Could be one point overall. But still, average. Green Bay shouldn't even be in the mix. Quality of life. Everybody dies when they're 57 of a massive coronary. You don't have to wait long for your grandpa to give you his season tickets because he's not going to make it to 60. Sam Fran was 49. That shouldn't be on the list either, unless you love public feces. Toledo, 84th. Toledo is a better place to live than Phoenix. This study is and Tucson is <laughs> awful. Yeah, Tucson. Yeah, that's and right. Cleveland. Wow. Cleveland, ninety seventh. This is a group of people from Cleveland, Green Bay, and Tucson that put this together, just trying to pad the stats. Incorrect. Sholo is a better place to live than all of those, and that's just you know a meth manufacturing lab. I think Taco Bell is going after a much smaller competitor, Taco John's. Kick their ass, man. Taco <laughs> Johns owns the trademark phrase Taco Tuesday. Taco Johns is awesome. I, don't, I didn't know they were still around. Do we have Taco Johns? We used to, but I don't know to. if there are any more. There's like one left. Where is it? When I first moved in, I you know. been, I'll see. Where was it? Um, I think it was more uh, Central Phoenix, like 
Maybe it wasn't far from here, actually, McDowell and... I don't know. You're the one guessing. It uh, looks like, uh, on their website, it looks like there there's none left. Of none here. It's Arkansas, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois. But they got to get Taco John's. Wyoming, Montana. We used to go there all, for lunch all the time in high school. about it. Taco John's trademarked it in 1989 after they've already been using it for years, a few years. They originally spelled it two uh, for a deal where you'd get two tacos. Oh, Taco TWO's day. Yeah. They chose Tuesday because it just was the slowest day of the week. And alliterative. Yep. Taco Wednesday doesn't flow as easy. Taco Bell filed a uh, petition with the trademark office to get it dropped. Their argument is it's a common phrase lots of people use, and that trademark is absurd. You know who else tried to trademark it? Uh -uh. I think it was last year or the year before. Bron Bron. Oh, I remember because that. Yeah, yeah. His family always are Taco Tuesday, folks. That had to be. It had to be more than just him and his family liking it. Oh, like there is one in Tucson. You had to have a business interest. You can't just trademark it because you and your family say it a lot. Family, I noticed that we say Taco well, if our Tuesday a lot. Does it? And I talk about it a lot. I'm going to make some money off this. I'm going to fill out some paperwork because my family loves saying Taco Tuesday a lot. <laughs> There's got to be cash in that. He had to have some sort of alternative plan with it. Well, if Bron Bron was saying that's what his family does, you know how many people started doing Taco Tuesday? Yeah, but you don't yeah, pay. I gotta get a piece of you this. don't pay every time you say it. I know. How do they uh, like? Has Taco John's been making money on the? Uh... I'm sure they're the only ones to use it for advertising. You're the only one allowed to say it. Although every bar and restaurant right. uses it, anyway. but not yeah. in like ads and things right, like yeah. that. Yeah, and if and Taco John had big enough lawyers, they'd put a stop to it. Now, a lot of people say the word Super Bowl, too, but you're not allowed to do that, ever. What do you call it? The Bowl of Greatness? Or something? Uh, yeah, they, this, yeah, well, the Superb Owl. Superbitude. The, yeah, the Bowl of Superbity. <laughs> Does that include, like, uh, if they... You, most people can ride it on their bar, like if they paint the windows. Super Bowl, Super Bowl party. I'll tell you what, if the NFL so. finds out about that... That's what pe restaurants put on... For Taco Tuesday, to. yeah. If that's yeah, what so Taco that, John's knew that they were doing, yeah, that yeah. they'd ask him to stop. They just don't have the resources. Remember the dude that was mad at us for the kiss off? Yeah, yeah. Like we had, the, he owned it. Right? He owned. He, he owned the phrase "kiss off," yeah. and we weren't allowed to say it anymore uh, during the MILF contest. All right, it's time for the great kiss off, and no, you can't do that. Brady, I'm sorry, I'm beating you to the punch. I'm trademarking Fried Chicken Friday. <laughs> that's All right, one. Signed, LeBron. <laughs> The Wall Street Journal says the Department of Agriculture is thinking of removing chocolate milk from public school cafeterias. Racist. Along with all other flavored milk. They have more sugar. People in favor of a ban say it could keep heads, kids healthy. Lower rates of child childhood diabetes. <laughs> but the benefits of chocolate milk... Vitamin D. Said with, you know, that was almost like Brady was having a post-traumatic stress <laughs> memory. <laughs> Childhood <laughs> diabetes was like the quietest. <laughs> Childhood diabetes. I don't like talking about that. Diabetes. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We don't like talking about child. Dodge that one. That was a bullet headed straight for my head and somehow it missed me. That's you steamrolling right over it. <laughs> <laughs> Childhood diabetes. I don't think that's a thing. The federal government Myth. already banned whole... Whole milk and 2% milk back in 2010. Yeah, I didn't Just get that. rid of milk. Evidently, milk is you a You know problem. the fat difference between whole milk and 2%? Is this a joke? No. No. I whole don't. milk is 3%. Oh. 
They get rid of 2% milk now? So what is it? Like just skim? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. Just have a glass of water, kid. It goes Quiet 1% then skim. Because there was 2% when we were in elementary and stuff. There was 2%. I got some last week. Oh, yeah. at school? Oh. Yeah. I didn't like drinking milk at school because then those weird cartons made of paper. I always tasted the paper. Yeah. Well, especially when you open them. It's yeah. like licking cardboard. Like and they weren't worried about they weren't worried about us in uh, junior high and high school with milk and things like that because we didn't bring notes uh, to school every day to say why we can't participate in physical education. He's got bad knees. He's nine. His knees are shot. <laughs> oh wow! He can't do that thing with the parachute that made no sense for forty minutes that we would always do. Yeah, we every elementary school in America had a parachute. I never understood it. They'd throw it in the air, and every kid would go in the circle, and we'd get under the parachute, and we that was the end of the activity. Now kids' knees are shot. Now he's got a bad back and knees. My nine-year-old can't participate in any activity. Let's get to a couple of radio videos. Which one do you want? Can you do the, um, the raccoon one first? Okay. A couple of wild America oh, radio videos. We'll get into it. Hello, my friends. Brady Bogan here with your Wild America pretty videos. First one's a raccoon that's become a regular customer uh, at this Dunkin' Donuts. Okay, they're they're going to be in real trouble. They keep doing this. The raccoon. The raccoon them. goes goes up to the drive-through. He's driving. No, he's not he driving. Is driving. He is oh. driving. Oh, okay. there he is. Okay, <laughs> it's from the front of a car. The video came from inside a car. Dunkin' Donuts. Don't hit him. Don't hit him. Don't hit him, lady. <laughs> He's got an doing? order. He's waiting on his order. So he just stands at the window, and oh then somebody chucks Wait. a donut at him. Don't even chuck it. It's handed right to him. Puts his hands out. No, he's that oh is adorable. Yeah. All right, we're You're going to have 50 of them with the oh, fasting this I mean, time next week. <laughs> there he goes. Diabetic raccoons coming that way. My guess is at 7 a.m. next Tuesday, you're just going to hear... Give me a donut! My feet are falling off! (laughs) The raccoons have gotten very, very aggressive. Next week on Thousand Pound Raccoon. You said you opened at 5! It's 5.15! That raccoon has a huge forehead! Throw me a donut! I'm getting lap band surgery, it's my last day! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've created a beast! That waddling pig is going to come up with a family. Years ago, when I went to that fire department in Florida, someone started out feeding, and then went in there, and there's 200 raccoons. You don't feed the raccoons, ever. Donuts especially. Well, cats are the same way. They're not smart so much as they are just like, this is an easy meal. Yeah, they know. know. Wait for the bear. They know where the trash is. They know where all that is. They know where the free food is. The next one's to show you how powerful a... A buffalo is. Okay. Because it moves another buffalo like nothing. There's buffalo hanging around each other. Oh, he just bulldozes a buffalo right, right off the... Wow, he picked him up with his head and scooted him about 20 feet. All right, that's pretty good. I was expecting more carnage. The other buffalo's a just fine. undersized. Fun. He's smaller yeah. than that. Other well, he's low to the ground. He's always got the leverage. Kind of like James Harrison. He got yeah. good low, good low push. <laughs> Those are your wild America pretty videos. Then the last one I have, remember the horse races where people walked out in front of yeah. them? Yeah. Two days in a row. This oh, is a no. track race. These are humans running. Yeah. This guy's flying pretty good. And down the stretch they come. All little boys oh, run out. Oh, 
Oh, he's been trampled. <laughs> and he still wins. And then some big lady runs out to save the kid. And that guy had a big enough lead that a child in his lane. Oh, jeez. Didn't stop him. He still won the race. Man, that's awesome. And how he didn't rack the guy. He probably did. Oh, he is. Oh, no, I guess he just, of... yeah, the kid, the guy pushed him down. You know what? What I love most about that, that athlete's focus, that he may have just murdered a kid, but he still needed to finish that race. Ah, it's a kid. Keep going. Yeah, he shouldn't have been out there in the first place. So, and then did they disqualify him for breaking the lane? That's a good question. I don't know. Sabotage. That would stink. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> yeah. But I just like that he didn't have any care for that child's safety at all. He ran him over and kept going. Like, he didn't look back and go, are you okay? Nothing. Just, that's it. Shouldn't have been there, kid. I like that. That's going to be the least of my uh, fears now that Brett's videos are popping up. <laughs> Here we go. How are we doing right. today? Uh, we'll start off easy. All right. Ooh. Well, Brady, Brady started off pretty easy. We're, yeah. We're Feeling pretty G-rated right now. So this, this one kind of got to kind of got to watch the background. Some broad doing like a selfie video. Okay. So the uh, <laughs> lady by a cliff. Talking about a beautiful cliff. Oh no! And somebody just leapt off. <laughs> doesn't miss a beat though. She doesn't stop videotaping anything. Is that a car? Yeah. A car. A car. Goes <laughs> over the edge of the cliff. The other family didn't react too much either. I think they might be in They're shock. Like, <laughs> this lady's doing a video of how beautiful the cliff is and inadvertently films the death of a family of four. Wow. All right. That's pretty good. Right. At least it wasn't gory. Oh, no. It could have uh-huh. been a stunt filmed. You can hope ghost, that, Brady, but I have a feeling it's... You think that's what it was? People just ghost ride cars off beautiful cliffs for fun? Yeah. I don't think they have OSHA training in uh, China oh, here. Is this a, a gas truck and a guy standing on top of it? Oh, that's like a nitrogen tank. Where is he? He gone. Nobody knows. He gone. <laughs> Holy cow. He, he did two flips. Yeah, and then disappeared. Yeah. Okay. And then this one, mm. kind of got to watch out and... Oh, shark bite. Oh, no. Don't get too close. Well, you got to tie that thing off. He's done. Oh, he's done. That took yeah. most of his thigh. There he right. goes. Now he's slapping him. Yeah, well. What's on? Dumb, dumb. Oh, wow. He's still. Oh, he's still alive. It hasn't hit the. Stay off the Brazilian beaches. I don't think that's Brazil. Oh my goodness! That, that shark took a the, whole, yeah. the dude's whole half, top of his thigh is gone. gone. Yeah. I think it missed his big uh, artery, though. Biggest vein, or yeah, it is. the one in the leg. That's in your. He's neck. not bleeding that crazy. He's bleeding. It's definitely going to be some missing blood. That's terrifying. And this one, you just got to remember to use the crosswalk. Okay. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> Always good advice. People just walking along. There's a dump truck. Guys, this is from the dash cam. Some crappy country. Way too much traffic. Uh, it's taking too long. Worse than a shiny coat from he just shot out from under that truck. Oh, no. Was he already laying down? Where'd he come from? I don't know. 
Dude just shoots out of the bottom of a dump truck. And by the way, if that's the case, he was using the crosswalk. <laughs> exactly. He's in the crosswalk. For a right. second, he gets drug out of it. from the crosswalk. Where's he come that from? That is a heavy vehicle. Oh! Oh! Look at the leg. Oh! Look at the leg. That's not a leg anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm with you, lady. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's it. Damn it, that guy drove yeah, over him on purpose. Wow. It seems like it. He just comes out from, like, all those other people crossing yeah, him, and there's a dude that shoots out of the bottom of the truck. And he's, like, from his waist down, he's just butterfly. Oh, oh lady. That's a tough one. Oof. All right. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Brett. Mm-hmm. Those were very nice. Uh, There's your Brady Report, everybody. It's 98 KUPD. Yikes! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98 KUPD. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? I didn't know we had that kind of juice around here. It's corn right there. Uh, make me bad. Evidently. No juice, what? No, no juice. I said oh, juice. Oh, okay. Trip is in Larry's char- off today. Trip's in charge of uh, transportation now in the city. <laughs> this I don't is know awesome. what's going on. That's pretty neat. He said he had to leave to go to a meeting. i got to go to a meeting now make sure that the roads are in order. When did we start doing that? I'm in charge of all of this. Coyote should have hired him. No kidding. We still have a hockey team. <laughs> uh, I've been reading this. Brady gave me this this morning. I just read this whole article. This is fantastic. Uh... I like, uh, I didn't know this was a thing. It's the Bulimia Project. What I, I thought the Bulimia Project was just UCLA cheerleading team. I thought that's what we called them as a joke, right? So many research teams. Yeah, I thought the Bulimia Project was just every college girl that wants to look good. But no, it, or just a bad Mindy Kaling show. Bulimia Project's a real thing. It's a website that publishes content and research related to eating disorders. And uh, they decided to show, they were going to show you jerks. We'll show you AI doesn't have feelings. It doesn't have like a, you know, like a bias towards it. It's, we're going to show you what a perfect human body would look like. The Bulimia Project puts this thing together and goes, look, Bulimia Project did this. This is what a perfect human body should look like. Well, AI surprised the Bulimia Project because I think they thought after all the information on the Internet and social media and everything else. In the last 20 years. It would recognize that we as a society have now seen a perfect body become more of a normal looking body so through dad its, bods, yeah, dad and, bods and a little bit chunky mom and like you know not so perfect mom and whatever so the bulimia project puts this thing together and says all right social media ai show me what the perfect human form is with all the information you've got it created the two most beautiful ripped human beings you have ever seen in your life we're back to the marble statues I mean, that the uh, greeks created back great the results produced uh, the most amazing bodies you've ever seen. 40% of the overall images depist- depicted as unrealistic. The Bulimia Project went in and told AI, these bodies aren't realistic. This is more normal. This is what we see. Now go. And it's like, you want the perfect body? Yes, we want the ideal human body. Okay. Men's fitness would look at this guy and go, okay, he's too perfect. We can't. And it looks like real human beings. Look at what it made, especially that girl's body. It also has a penchant for uh, olive-skinned, dark-haired guys with brown eyes All right. and, blonde, and then, blonde chicks with the right. 34C. Like, it made Barbie, only not so absurd. And She's, that dude's been on a bow flex since he's two years old. <laughs> <laughs> His traps are stupid. As, 
everything about this guy is ridiculous. And they're like, well, so then they, they started to say, like, it created this unrealistic body. But when you put the word ideal in your search, isn't it supposed to be unrealistic? Isn't ideal an achievement? It's not just going to happen to you, like with limited effort? Yeah, so you can't accuse the AI. The AI's like, you, you asked me for what a great body would look like, and here it is. According to you guys, according to your internet data, according and to everything. information in, that I have. Yeah, quit yelling at everybody about how, oh, that's an unrealistic body when the thing without feelings basically said. He's not body shaming. Here's what I get out of it, and it is perfect people. What Sorry, are I said the AI, he. <laughs> that's all I AI. They, it's a guy. AI's a dude. What are the chunks going to do now? <laughs> yeah. AI's a guy. So now the chunks are mad and the bulimia people are mad going, well, this isn't fair. This is because, I mean, think of what the bulimia project was trying to do was to have, you know, Joe Schmo pop up as AI's perfect human and say, see, the thing with no feelings and emotions understands that this is what a human body is most likely going to look like. And instead, it's like, you asked me what an ideal body looks like. And here they are. And an ideal body is amazing. The woman's abs. And they're not out of like they're not out of the realm of possibility. You just have to work your ass off to get there. So, of course, the Bulimia Project and everything else pops off with, well, that's just, these are unrealistic uh, bodies. <clears throat> right. Ideal. Like, an ideal body is not just... It's not Lizzo. It's not Lizzo, and it's did, not and me. Did they ask the perfect body? No, ideal. The ideal. What's the ideal body? Yeah. And then well, this None one, of us are even in this. I mean, it's... Jesus. Right. right. So, yeah. <laughs> so then they said the first prompt they tried and failed with was the perfect female body according to social media in 2023. And it generated a variety of female body types, but showed obvious preferences for slim women with toned muscles, abs, blonde hair. AI is a guy. Second, second prompt was the perfect male body. And it did the same. Images of perfectly toned abs, great uh, chest, big arms, but not too big. Uh, brown hair, brown eyes. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, slimmer and toned was the big thing. That was it. Like, toned is a good body. Uh, and then it said, all right, change it up, AI. We don't like what you've done here. So then they did uh, Perfect Man in 2023. Same thing. Almost the exact same dude was re- recreated. But AI, you're adding the word perfect. AI is racist, yeah. man. So basically what they're saying is when you add the word perfect or ideal to body, uh, White. Oh, it was white. Yeah, it was definitely white. Olive skin was as close as it went, right? That's got to upset some people. But it basically said, uh, yeah, you want a perfect body. Here's what what you're capable of, of a perfect, like, toned, beautiful body. This is what what you asked me, and this is what I delivered. And they were like, no. A perfect body is, like, just this utilitarian thing I'm, I'm in. Like, make it look like me. You know, they, they keep talking about they're going to try to put the brakes on the, on AI. Well, yeah. the chunks are going to do it now. With this, <laughs> those pigs are going to be up in arms at Congress and yeah. everything else you have screaming to stop about this. saying that this I'm is what a you, woman looks like. I'm, get to, I'm what a woman looks like. Yes, but you have to understand, ma'am, that we said perfect and ideal, and you're clearly not that. Put down the pork No chunk. one is. Well, right. That's the point of ideal. It's hard to achieve ideal. That's the purpose of the picture. If ideal was all of us, it would be called average. You're not understanding how words work. The chunks will get a change. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll start seeing, like, AI models that are... It only takes one swig. chunk. Oh, yeah. That's Just be- like everything Brady, that was beautiful. Yeah. That was, that was absolutely beautiful. Because the majority of chunks... Remember that. It only takes one chunk. Yep. One angry chunk can change the world.
Don't anyway, look at this chunk. Stop saying. Yeah, this chunk's going to be busy. It was National Grilling Day yesterday. I'm sure he's got leftovers. <laughs> yeah, AI is basically going to keep making perfect people. Good for them. But yeah, the ideal body, when you ask what it is, uh, I'm not looking around the room seeing one. No. We're all right. Uh, pretty much look around this building. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the ideal body. That's the point of it being ideal. It stands out amongst the average. That's So my thanks to AI for once again introducing that awful thing called reality into the world. Boy, does America hate that. And by the way, Bulimia Project. Stick to your guns here. Stop stop flirting in the other lane. Let's just focus in on the pukers. And why would you think something different would be, uh, you know, would come up with something different from social media, all the input on social media? Right. Yeah. Social media pretty much lets me know what the perfect body looks like. Because everything is, you know, for the most part, people are saying how great life is. And and there was a recording of the reaction of the people at the Bulimia Institute when they saw these bodies. And <laughs> they realized they hadn't been puking enough to get to that ideal form. The last thing the Bulimia Project needs to do is start showing pictures of what computers think the perfect body looks like. That's the whole reason half of them are part of the Bulimia Project. They can't look at pictures and see ideal without harming themselves. But it only takes one chunk, as Brady said so beautifully. It's all it takes. One chunk, one chunk is all it takes. Falling in love with me. One chunk to rule them all. Yes. <laughs> in a world with ideal bodies, it took one chunk to ruin it all. One chunk is all it takes. I've written the whole uh, trailer. Anyway, so if you've got an ideal body, congratulations. You're one of very few people. And that's the point of ideal and perfect. And you know what you can tell yourself, chunks and weirdos like me? I'm perfect how I am. Okay. <laughs> Hilarious. You keep lying to yourself. I'm perfect just how I am now. Yep. If it went the other way, we'd be in real trouble. If it was a bunch of fats? Uh, yeah. Like if it, was just a, if it was two Lizzo's <laughs> yeah. and a dude just a eating schlub. Cheetos? Yeah, schlub and a Lizzo. <laughs> the best thing is AI not only took pictures and made pictures of these fake people that it considered perfect... Every picture, they're holding dumbbells. They're they're constantly working. It is. It's it... <laughs> anyway. Congratulations, Bulimia Project. If you were a channel, I'd watch you twenty four hours a day. The Bulimia Project sounds interesting, so long as I don't have to smell it. I imagine the Bulimia Project has a certain odor. You know, you're in their room when you open the door. Oof, that is stale. Wow. There's a lot of skinny people here, and it stinks. What is it? It's like flowers and bile. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's like some sort of air <laughs> freshener and puke. <laughs> What's all the sawdust for? Uh, we, it comes in handy. Trust us. Welcome to the Bulimia Project. I'm your host. I would watch that. Anyway, so there you go. As much as we've fought it for years, AI reminds us once again, the perfect, the perfect human body comes with loads and loads of work. And uh, you're not going to achieve it sitting down. That's basically it. Thank you, AI. Put down the pork chop. Yeah, put down your pork chop. If you want a perfect body, if you're uh, trying to achieve it, and also, by the way, throwing up works. You won't gain weight. It's terrible for you, but so is half the stuff you're shoving in your body. So I don't know what's worse. Bulimia in moderation is success. Well, you use a problem. You just, exactly. People don't know where to draw lines. Yeah, you just if you're bulimic to a point, you hit your goal and then you stop. There you go. So many of them just want that next that next fix. 
It's bad. Anyway, our whole country is a screwy mess of people. Stop throwing your food up unless you're really full. I do it every once in a while. If I overdo it, I'll puke some out. I don't like feeling full. Uh, we got ourselves. What do we have to give away? The chili peppers are gone. What's our next concert Ooh, of let's see. handouts, Bert? Let's see. Coy Taylor? Who's announced? We got a whole bunch of concerts coming to town for sure. Slow ass internet. I tried to get on that ghost thing yesterday. I'm a little worried that ghost has become a joke. I'm getting to their, getting to that their covers album, and I'm like, uh, like that that Genesis cover was oh, not good for the first it's time we heard cringy. it. Cringy. Uh, anyway, we got it stuff. Looks like we got the blink. Uh, Nickelback. No, we got GNR. Oh, Guns and Roses Whoa. tickets. Are, all right, we're going to give those away in a little bit. We're going to give you Guns and Roses. And again, when we give things away on the air, very safe. Uh, if you get an email or a Facebook post from me saying I've given you something, ignore it. Shannon is the same way. And uh, he's got one too. Don't be, yeah. Don't be like my friend Thor who clicked on it and then had escort charges on his credit card. Again, that's what he's telling his wife that it's John Holmberg. John Holmberg bot did this to him. Just don't ignore it. I'm not giving a thousand dollars away through Facebook. I hate Facebook. I'm not even on it. We're going to give you those Guns N' Roses tickets in just a little bit. Only if you're perfect, though. It's '98. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? It's time to say goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. I don't know what Toledo's chosen, but I'm going to like no matter what it is. Uh, what's this? Oh, I got you. Well done. That's a good build. Now, the Coyotes are probably leaving town. Here we go. Time to say goodbye to the Coyotes. And there's a lot of things that Phoenix is a relatively young uh, metropolitan area. It's not an old city, but we've grown like crazy because it's awesome here. Uh, and again, once again, the fastest growing city in America as of a couple weeks ago. We're starting to get more people again. Um, but a lot of things come and go that are iconic to people who have been here for a while. Now, we're a very transient state. A lot of people coming from out of town. So this game isn't for everybody. But it'll be fun to get all the people who think they know uh, to remember. Now, here's what we're going to do. I'll give you a clue about the thing that used to be a Phoenix thing. And you have to know the name of it or uh, you're out. That's it. It's basically all it is. It used to be a big deal in Phoenix, and then it's gone. I have to write another one down. I just thought of All right. There you go. <laughs> the clue in my brain is just immediately because I hang out with Brett. God damn it. Uh, so this is it. We're going to do it right now. We'll get you in. I'm going to just give you clues of things that are the Coyotes are going to join eventually as remember this used to be a Phoenix thing. Uh, let's go right to the phones and find out what you got. How you got the, who you got on line one? Dale. Dale, are you there? Dale. Yeah, let me turn. Yeah, turn that all down, yeah, Dale. You're okay. me. All right, there's Dale. How are you, Dale? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. How long have you lived in the beautiful city of Phoenix or the area? Uh, since 1969. Oh, Dale's going to know some stuff. All right, let's see if Dale knows it. Now, do you think the Coyotes are staying or going? I think they're gone. Yeah, same. Are you a fan? Uh, you know, I'm a homer. I, yeah. I'd, I'd love to be a fan of a winning team. They're well, fun to watch, but it's painful to watch them lose, 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 lose. Now, when you said, I'd love to be a fan, but I want to be a fan of a winning team, immediately should have just answered, no, I'm not a fan of the Coyotes. They just don't win, so there's no <laughs> well, chance. All right, here we go, Dale. I'm going to give you a clue on something that was iconic Phoenix and is no longer here, okay? Mm-hmm. No, keep it easy at first. Uh, this, this was the ultimate place to see a movie in Phoenix. Ben-Hur premiered there. With Charlton Heston. It closed in 1998. Seneca, Seneca Prius, correct. See, I knew he'd know that one right off the bat. 
Phoenix the had, new one's not bad. But it isn't bad, but it same. isn't. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, see, this is what old people talk about. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, USFL had two teams here. What were they named? Like I said, I, I like watching winning sports. <laughs> they were in the championship. Uh, well, I'm out. I don't know. You don't know at all Wait. the answer to this question. Oh, damn. That stings. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. We'll try another one. Sean. Sean, are you there? Yeah. All right, Sean, how long have you lived in Phoenix? Sean, stop listening yep. to the radio and start talking to the phone. All right. There you go. How long have you lived in Phoenix? Two years. Three years. You're going to fail. Two years? Two years. That's it? That's we it. Just go to the next call. You're never going to get these. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Wow. I'll ask you one. Give it a whirl. I'll, I'll you, all right. Uh, Phoenix used to have another hockey team in town. What were they called? Arizona Wranglers. That's an incorrect. What you answered the last one, right? I'm sorry about that. We're going to let you go. Man, he got something. They were a thing, but he, they didn't play hockey. He got farther Googling, than I thought he would. Well, he was the Googling the other question. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He's on delay. <laughs> That's why he was taking so long to answer. His Google box was slow. Uh, we'll try another one. All right, Ray. Ray, are you there? Yes. I just, came up, I just came up with an invention, the Google Box, an AI vagina. That when you nice. plug into it, it actually gives you information. And, it, and you can hump it. Nice. Yeah. I'm always thinking, Brady. I'm always thinking. All right. What He's was your name? Of, Ray? I'm an ideas guy. I come up with stuff. Ray, uh, how long have you lived here, Ray? Uh, I am born and raised. I will be 50 in, uh, next week. Oh, man. Happy birthday. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll fi- we'll fire off the easy stuff. The guy I replaced here at the station. Oh, uh, Pratt. That's right, Pratt. And he's uh, long dead, which is a shame. Oh, I'm talking his career. His career is. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's good. Stay there. Stay there. Don't come back. All right. Uh, This is a club everybody used to go to in Tempe, and Jake Plummer kicked a girl in the parking lot, and then they closed it. Rio. That's right. Club Rio is right. He remembers his news. Get a little grinding first. Oh, man. That's impressive. All right. Now, this is a. Where did you grow up? In Phoenix or Mesa or where? Uh, I actually I claim to be a Southsider, uh, born uh, Central and Broadway. Okay. Uh, by now we've been on uh, Central and Seventh uh, and Indian School. Went to Central High. Oh wow! Up. Look at you. All right. Well, then you might know this one. The only okay. place Jews bought bagels. <laughs> I, uh, what, oh sh! What, oh sh! Uh, uh, ah, Seventh Street um, and Missouri. And uh. uh it was Jews as far as you could see, just chowing down. That whole area, that whole area is Jews. <laughs> that's right. That's why. That's right. <laughs> Saturday morning, you'll see them everywhere. Yeah, they're um, everywhere. They're walking around the wall, right yeah. around the corner. People of the uh, desert and all those clothes. Come uh, on. Uh, uh, something bagel. Something bagel. Something bagel. Started with a um, K. I, I don't speak Jew. I'm <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's the answer Brett was looking for. We're going to have to go ahead and let you go. I don't speak Jew and then the F word, our immediate dismissal from the game. You're kicked off Jeopardy the second you're like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Jew. We have to ask you to go. Thanks, Kanye. Appreciate the call. Oh, yeah. Kanye and Alex Jones just lost the game. Damn it all. I told you not to call, Kanye. You were going to screw up. I didn't mean to, yeah. All right, let's try one more. Jason. Hopefully they're not as horribly racist. Jason, are you there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jason, uh, how long have you lived here? 
Born and raised 43 years. All right. Happy birthday. Here we go. Uh, this was the old Fun Park. SRP's there now. The old Fun Park. Uh, Legend City. Legend City nice. is correct. Say goodbye That's to that. that was. I yeah. had no Isn't idea. Isn't that the weirdest I mean, thing? I knew about it, but yeah. And, and that wow. used to be like a drive for hours. It used to be a big, big, big deal. Huge. Yeah. It was a full Saturday afternoon for families before there I, was there wasn't a I 60. literally have like vague memories of being on the water slides on the uh, the roller coasters. My dad and like stepmom like setting me off and like being scared crapless from it. Yeah, and it, it felt like a real fun park, and it was right here by Papago, yeah. and it felt like you were driving for months to get there. Was, it actually was a real it was yeah. a real park. I mean, yeah. there were permanent rides and stuff. It wasn't like, like driving to it Queen wasn't Creek. like going to Food City or anything. Yeah, he's like, right. Know. It was yeah. like driving to Queen Creek. It was the weird because there were no yeah. freeways. There was no you had to light yeah. to light your way to get everywhere. It's well, wait two more years. Yeah, you took a nap on the way there. Yeah. Like, Parents woke you up when you got there. You're like, oh, ladies and gentlemen. We woke up early. All right, all right. You Two got more that first years, one. you'll have another drive out to West Side to the Mattel. No, oh, that big thing. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, I won't either. His kids no. are. <laughs> nope. All right, here we go. We're going to try this one again. 7th Street in Missouri. Jews as far as the eye could see in the best bagels in town. Oh, man. This, want, uh, here's another thing you may not okay. know. Our own Larry McFeely's hmm. parents owned the place. Oh, um... Even in sync just said, "Come on, come on." Yeah, I ain't got it. Oh, he can't get it. The K. I nah, can't get it. Nothing coming. I don't out. Remember, I'll let you go. Sorry about that. Damn it all. This place is like it'll make Larry cry if someone gets this. That's the worst part. I'll just grab one blind here. Let's see what we got. Uh, what I don't know who this is. <laughs> I got that one. Okay. Uh, either who's this? Are you there? Hi, it's Patty. Uh, I I know the answer to the uh, deli on. 7th Street in Missouri. What is it? Uh, bagel. Incorrect. Oh. Real, Jews would, real Jews would not go to Munchabagel. <laughs> okay, well, Cat's Deli was at Central. Nope, that was the so, deli. I'm talking deli, about... A, that wasn't on 7th Street. We didn't say deli. A, a good Jew doesn't go to a deli for a bagel. It goes to a bakery. Okay, but what was he talking about? <laughs> Karsh's. We're talking about Karsh's Bakery. That's the question you're supposed oh, to answer. Karsh's. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, sorry. I, for some reason, I was just thinking, and by the way, Munchie Bagel absolutely was a one-off delicatessen. Totally. I like cat was, deli was also Jewish. Nothing you compares say, to uh, Seagulls. I was going to say, you sound like you know your bagels. <laughs> I I know my I know my Jewish jellies and stuff. Right, no, let, let, <laughs> let me ask you this. Hold on. Let me ask you this. Yeah, Brett, stop it, you two. Um, <laughs> he did it. <laughs> Brett, are, are, uh, are you single? Well, newly single, yes. Newly oh, single? Yeah. Well, we would like to introduce to young Larry McFeely, who is just uh, also a single Jewish man looking for a beautiful Jewish woman. Are you interested? Oh, and he knows how to make yeah. bagels. Are you good looking? Um, well, yes, most people think so. I think maybe so. Maybe a little hoopa yeah, the yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we're going to be stomping on glass in the next year, guys. Uh, are you interested in dating Larry? We'll set it up. He's not in town right now, but we'd love to help. Um... I, you know what? I don't know. I don't listen to his. I just listen to, you know, this morning show. I don't listen to Larry. Okay, you don't have to. You don't have to. This. Is, is, he, is he sexy? Is he kind of handsome? Uh, he's a good looking man. He's, yeah. he's, do you like a, like, he's like a very. Program director. You can pick him up pretty easy. I'd tell you that. He's not very heavy. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, so I just want to make sure. Well, look, I don't know if she's looking for, like, a beast of a man. I'm not going to lie. Larry is slight. He's a thin man. You can fax him place to place if you want. 
All right. Well, there you go. Hold on just a I second. How tall is he? Uh, five, okay. seven, five, eight. All right. That's doable. How tall are you? Uh, five, five. And are, are you are you active in the uh, in the in the synagogue? Hmm? No, Re- I'm regular not Jewish, at the shul. I have to be Jewish. Oh, you're not Jewish. You sounded so Jewish with all these bagel references. That's fine. Like, That's yeah, fine. It's fine. close enough. She knows her bagels. She, I know my Jewish yeah. deli. She screams. I'm like only a Jewish woman would scream that. Larry makes the best bagels in town. Yeah, you're going to be Jewish when it's all over. All right. you, you're not okay. Jewish. Do you want a little Jewish in you? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, all right. Really all right. Hold on a second. She's one Larry. <laughs> We've just given away Larry. How do I put that and be creative? Yeah. Yeah. How, do, how do we tell the promotion department that the lady's going to come down here and Email Ben. Ben will put it in there. Where's my bagel? Oh, hold on. I put her back on. i got to ask her another okay. question. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, what was your name again? It's Patty. Patty. Why are you newly single? What happened? Um, I was married for 32 years. Oh. And, um, you know, he didn't work for the last. Twelve. Oh, wow. A dozen years. what? You're patient. Twelve years of no work? I was crazy crazy about him, but that, yeah, that was was the deal breaker. And finally, I was just like, yeah, I've had enough. I'm still, I'm still in my prime. I can. Nice. Yeah, I can, I can find a new partner. Wait, you're you're 32 years married and you're still in your prime? You get married when you're eight? (laughs) 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 I grew up. I grew up in Phoenix. It was a great, happy place to. All right, let me quiz you. Let me see if let me see if you know anything else. Uh, This was the Jewish restaurant that just recently closed. Um, Scott's Generations. Are we talking? Are we still talking about the Seventh Street? And no, no, no. This uh, no. You already we already told you the answer to that. Karsh's. We're talking about a different place. It was a Jewish deli and uh, bagels and restaurant, and it was in Tempe. It just recently closed. Uh, I'm not great about Tempe. I did go to ASU, but... Uh, well, it was a staple at ASU. You ate there a hundred times. Pickles. Damn. The clue is pickles. You stumped me. But there are other locations. They, and they sold some of their products in grocery stores. Yeah, you, you could buy their bagels in the Safeways and Bashes and, and stuff. their breads. There's still other Holla. locations open. Oh, are there? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the only one that closest in Tempe? Okay. Here's yeah. the yeah, deal. Yeah. No, it's still open. I wasn't awake in the mornings when I was living in Tempe and going to no. ASU. They Ask got, me any nice. of these. Nice. Evening places. Too many walks and of I shame, and you, you were you were all full up and couldn't eat breakfast. You had to go home and yeah. throw up. That's a good college girl. All right, hold on a second. We're going to put Patty on the line. We're still giving her Larry. That's still a nice Absolutely. gift. She still gets herself a Larry. All right, one more try. We'll try one more person, see if we can get the Guns N' Roses tickets. I didn't realize we were going to match make this morning. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, who's on the line there? It looks like Dale, I think. Dale, are you there? Hey. Uh, this is Fred. Oh, Fred, how are you? I'm his, bro- I'm his brother. Oh, you're Dale. You're the I other know, Dale. I know that. I know that restaurant. What? Father Dale. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Father Dale did not ever. Don't make the jokes. That's enough. Is that right? <laughs> We've already got two shows in the building doing that. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. How about this? Uh, we'll try this one. Um, there used to, This mountain disappeared and showed up with another name. <laughs> I know this one. Spook Mountain? No, God. Yes. No, that's no, it's still that. Spook Mountain's it's a hill still there. Anyway. It's a hill. It's Spook Hill. It's not a mountain, you bastard. <laughs> ah, give him another shot. <laughs> it's a mountain. You made you, you made a mountain out of Spook Hill. <laughs> All right. This mountain went away and came was replaced with an exact replica with a new name. Like the next day, right? It was that, that, it, like one day later, just off the fifty-one. Oh, Squaw Peak. Squaw Peak is right. It came back as a different name. 
Yep. All right. Uh, this uh, restaurant in Tempe served steak, and it's still there because nobody wants to buy it. It still smells like rats and sewage. <laughs> uh, oh, is that the one right next to the the mill? Yep. It was a steakhouse. Oh, that's that's a steakhouse. Uh, oh, I know it's Hacienda something. Oh, you're very Ooh, close. close. Oh, you're very close. Monty, Monty, uh, ooh, ooh, huh. Monty Steakhouse? Uh, judges? Yes! Let's yes, do it. It's Monty's yeah. La Casa Vieja. I don't know what any of those are. House, house, of, house of Steak, it. I think. Okay. I don't know what Vieja means. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. We'll try another one. Uh, he was the king. What was it? The, what was Whoa, it called? The king, no, of the, almost... the king of the wild blue sky. Oh, King oh, of the gosh. World. Yeah, he, re- he used to rescue uh, hillbillies in a wash in his helicopter all the time. Ah. Oh, okay. Oh, Jerry Foster. Jerry Foster. Nice. Right. This guy might get them all. All right, here we go with the greatest story ever told in Phoenix. All I want is one of the two names of the former indoor soccer team that used to play here. They changed names, and the reason they changed names is hilarious now. But uh, they changed names. You can give me either name. In- oh, indoor soccer. soccer. Indoor soccer. Indoor soccer. I don't even know soccer. <laughs> uh, I don't watch soccer. One was a uh, one was a uh, flaming, and the other one was also flaming. Both names very flaming. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Flaming Gaze? That's right. The Phoenix Flaming Gaze. Let's <laughs> change it up. Times were different then. We just called it like we saw it. Soccer? That's a Flaming Gaze. That's what we'll call the team. I'm sorry. No, that's incorrect. We have to let you go. Nice try, Frank, uh, Frank Dale. He was close. Yeah, very close. Very close. Uh, it's the Phoenix Inferno, of course, was what I'm looking for. And they changed their name to the Phoenix Pride. Do you know why? The, uh, this is the best story in Phoenix sports. I, I don't think we've ever told it here. Uh, the owner at the time of the Phoenix Inferno sold it to a guy who was very, very, very Catholic, Christian, something, super religious, and did not like his team tied to uh, hell-like hell? Inferno images. So he changed it to the Pride. <laughs> oh, man. And it's just completely backfired. I don't want any hell-bound nonsense. Phoenix Inferno make people think I like people to think of good things so Phoenix Pride from here on out so the Pride was the name of the team because he didn't like uh, what the Inferno uh, led to as a Catholic he couldn't possibly imagine being tied to that devil stuff so he named it the Pride and they went away they came back again a few years later I remember I used to do stuff with them when the the zone was around they had the Phoenix guys pretty great Uh, and they had two guys named uh I forget if their last name was something crazy, but it was like the something sodomizers. I used to call them oh, the sodomizers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're right. the twins. They're, they're crazy. Uh, what were the clues we had? Well, Legend City, Metro Center, Capri. Uh, the Wranglers and Outlaws were the USFL teams yeah. we were looking for. Akarsha's Bakery. God, we have a list of stuff on here. Chompy's was the other one. Uh, but right they're there. still open. No, they're around, but the one in Tempe was the big one. Club Rio, we got that. The Firebirds and Chai. So many things. But the Coyotes join a list of things that have come and gone. And let's hope that Larry... And Patty will also have a day where they've come and gone from their lives. It's a beautiful thing. Good luck to Larry and Patty. We're going to set them up uh, with Guns N' Roses tickets. <laughs> Give Patty tickets just for being, for knowing her Jewish bakeries and uh, being in her prime 32 years of marriage and tolerating. Take Larry with her? 12 years uh, unemployed. Husband. 
Yeah, maybe. If, I mean, the show's in October, so Larry has a few months to blow it. <laughs> and so does she. Uh, it's nine nineteen. There you go. A game of things disappearing from the valley. Uh, like the coyotes look like they're probably gonna. It's a weird town. It's young, but there's a lot of stuff that's come and gone. It's nine nineteen. Rock Wars coming up in a minute. Man, oh man. Sorry to hit the nostalgia button this morning. A bunch of emails is rolling in. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, this one says, I'm a little worried. I, I tuned in and I think you were trading Jews. That hasn't been legal since ancient Egypt. You guys might No, we weren't trading them. We were matchmaking. It's <laughs> We weren't giving her our Jew. Larry stays. We love him deeply. We just want him to be with Patty. There may be an age discrepancy, though. We had to find out how old Patty was to give her tickets to something. And Larry's, a little fiddler on the roof. Larry's younger and she's... <laughs> what? Mass I heard pick. fiddler. I didn't expect roof to be the thing you said. <laughs> she wasn't even Jewish. She just knows no. where the good bagels were. Uh, this guy says, man, bringing up the Phoenix Pride brought back memories. My daughter's soccer coach played for them. He's a beautiful blonde man named Mark Curlin. <laughs> As a hockey fan, I hope the Coyotes do move to Quebec. Uh, up to a city that's not full of fair-weather fans, saying Tyson. And one thing I will say about the Coyotes, and their 90% chance of getting out of town, this wasn't the fans' fault. Now, them moving was not because this is a fair-weather city. We are a fair-weather town. But the Coyotes were never a fair-weather team. They continually made... They, 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 they baldwin themselves in the foot over and over and over. The, that team... Did not ever get a fan base and embrace it properly. They had, in, was it 2012, a run like no team had had in a long time. Went all the way to the Western Conference Finals and got beat by the Kings. And Then, of course, the strike happened the next year and kind of screwed them. But they, they've goofed up every single thing they've done. And it's their own fault. So the fans kind of abandoning them is what I always say is that moment where players always go it's a business it's a business it's a business after a while to the fans it's a business too it's not cheap to go to those games it's not easy to go to those games and when they make it more difficult and zero entertainment it's a business to the fans and the fans basically said we don't want this anymore they're putting them out of business the fact that tempe voted the coyotes away that tells you it's not about the fans it's about the team and its reputation again 25 years of of not being embraced that's not on the fans we would have loved that team. This city would have gone nuts if they'd have done the right thing, put the stadium in the right place, and been smarter about their... They jumped on so many easy deals thinking that Glendale was going to be easy. You were the Glendale Coyotes. Nobody could make it out to your games. They blew it over and over and over. Had Captain Whiteout. They, you were Captain Whiteout. Brady yeah. was a mascot for them for a couple of days. He was Captain Whiteout, which I don't wow. think is legal anymore yeah. since the banning of Whiteface. But... Captain Whiteout was a thing. I did voice. Like, when they were in America West Arena, when it was called that, now Footprint Center, there was a lot of, like, people. We went to those games even though you couldn't even see half the ice. It wasn't built for hockey, and they still stuffed it in there. And so what? We'll watch them. And then we realized, these guys are kind of stupid. And then every owner after was dumber than the last, and it just got messy. So I don't blame Fairweather fans for this team. This is a team that just chunked it every single hole of the round and, uh, and then looked at us like, thanks for their support. And like, no, 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 you didn't deserve support. Certain teams don't deserve support. And Phoenix in this one was just a bad mix. Just a bad relationship. As good as it could have been, it wasn't, ever. And even when it got hot, they still managed to mess it up. I blame the Coyotes for this, not the fans. But 
That doesn't make sense. And people, all, everybody's got a suggestion. Move them over to Fiesta Mall. Have the entertainment district there. Uh, you're alienating the north and west side of the valley. You've got the 60 is not big enough to handle that at rush hour. If you wanted to fill that up, you'd have a ton of extra money in that entertainment district in Mesa. And trust me, Mesa is the coyotes of cities. They've managed to just absolutely f*** up everything they've tried, too. I, I look no further than Mesa Riverview and tell me that they have any. Look at Main Street, that beautiful oh, stretch yeah. of property there. They have done nothing right. Mesa would screw up the Coyotes worse than Glendale did. And Glendale didn't. The Coyotes did it. But you put the Coyotes and Mesa in the same room, everything's going to be lit on fire. That's the idiot punch. But I don't want to see the Coyotes go, but let's not blame the fans. Uh, anyway, we got Rock Wars coming up. I'm answering all these emails out loud. Uh, you won last week. Thank no, you won. I won? Oh, yeah, good. Big Bird. Okay. That's right. Big Bird was last week's champion. All right, I'll have a topic in a second. Been busy answering your emails. We'll get something together. Uh, it's 934. Rock Wars coming up next. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, it's 9.40. We're going to run late with Rock Wars, but I got a good topic for you. Here we go. I want a song that was originally done by one gender and remade and was, in your opinion, better done by another gender. We talked about uh, Aretha Franklin this morning making respect an anthem for women, even though it was originally written and performed by a man. There are an awful lot of switcheroos where dudes performed it and then girls remade it. Or vice versa. Girls made it and then guys redid it. A song where it did a gender swap. A transition, as I like to call it, you know? <laughs> Kim Petras doesn't count. You can't take her own song and say, it used to be a guy, now it's a girl. doesn't count. But the song went through a gender transformation. Either girls singing an old guy's song or guys singing an old girl's song. It made it better. Huh? Yeah. All right. Making All you think right. there. First face is working. <laughs> He's working. If I were to draw what thinking looks like, I think I'd draw what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> that is a hamster in a wheel right there. Uh, it is uh, a 941. You want to help us out? Holmberg at 98kupd.com. That is the Rock Wars topic today. You can call 602-585-9800. You can text 979-36. The topic again, song originally done by one gender and then redone by another, possibly or definitely better. All right? A great remake done by a different gender. Hmm? Thinking it through. Uh, it's 941. Rock Wars coming up after Offspring. It's 98. It's late, but it's time for this week's battle of musical supremacy known as Rock Wars. That is happening right now. Very late. 952. So we're just going to blow through. One call decides the whole deal. All today. right. Get it ready, Bert. Okay. The phone number is 585-9800. We find out who wins with one simple call that votes for me, and it's over. <laughs> uh, it's brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Pond. Shorter long-term collateral loans from $10 to 100000 or more American dollars. No credit needed. Top dollar paid. And the entire process just takes several, several minutes. minutes. It's Mo Money Pond, 12th Street, and Indian School, MoMoneyPond.com. Uh, the topic I chose, since the Coyotes are leaving, I didn't touch it. Ah. Everybody was emailing me their ideas for yeah. Coyotes. Ah, we're done with that. Too easy. Too easy. Yeah, it's uh, we already did get the F out by Skid Row yeah. this morning, and I think that's how everyone feels. 
Uh, it's topic, to, and it's based on this, and I, I don't think any of us picked this. Uh, I've been listening to the band The Warning a lot, and I love their new song. And then I started, it really grew on me, their cover of Enter Sandman by Metallica. And Metallica had that thing where everybody did tributes to their songs. Th- that's one of the best ones I've heard. And I usually don't like cover songs or girls cover a guy's song because it usually takes the meat and masculinity out of it. But sometimes it's better, very rarely. Uh, I like that a lot, and it kind of sparked in my brain. This is a good topic for Rock Wars. Uh, so that's the topic. A song that has gone through gender transformation. Started as one gender, switched to another. And became either better or more recognizable or just, in your opinion, uh, something you like more. Uh, I'll start with you, Brady. What do you got? All right. Again, it rarely happens, but I think the female version of this is much better in the rock world. Um, CCR did it. Proud Mary. And then Tina Turner took it over with She and Ike. They were the second ones to do this? Yeah. I'm learning that right now. He's got a point. This is, I, I just, oh, this song's tent? I had no idea. I don't even know that I would recognize the other one. Is it the same? Yeah, it's, it starts off a little faster. I think the CCR version. I thought this was all Tina and Ike. When it gets hey, going. Ike. Ike, calm down. Come on. Yeah, it's a pretty good version. I don't know that I even knew this was a remake. I've so associated that with Tina. It's all right. Nice job, Bert. What do you got? All right. I, when you're talking about the, you know, the, the gender bending thing, everything else. <laughs> Not really. I'm looking at. <laughs> Not really. I'm looking at, at probably at like one of the greatest covers ever. Not even a little, actually, but yeah. One all of right. the greatest covers ever, done by Fred Durst and the company. Faith from Limp Biscuit. Wait a minute. What? It wasn't a girl. It was George Michael's close enough. <laughs> ah, you you went from Twink to yes, Straight. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you, you bigoted it. <laughs> How did you bigot it at this? <laughs> you know like this you, version's better, I too. Like, of course it is, but it's man to man still. <laughs> is sort of. it? Well, I guess you're right. You make a good point. Hard to argue. Man. <laughs> Well, that's twisting it, my friend. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. Try to win. All right. This is a much better version. Absolutely. Well, you went the comedy angle, and I really appreciate that. That's funny. So it went from twink to straight, is what you're saying. Yeah, and you liked it better. Saying, yeah, absolutely. Boy, it's tough to say. You have to, I mean, I would make me mad if I was George Michael to say that a real man sang this song, and it's Fred Durst. <laughs> This is a cooler version. All right, there you go. You got that. Fred Durst, don't take it from men. I want to disqualify you, but I laughed, so I can't. You hit my button. My song did what a lot of transgenders do. Originally start as one person, then they make the switch, and then seven or eight years later, they have the surgery to reverse it because they realize it was a mistake. My song was originally done by Prince, then made wildly huge by Shinehead O'Connor, Sign eight. And then made it even better when Chris Cornell sang. This is the Prince version. Oh, this is Cornell. Yeah, I just had Since to been gone, I This dude made this amazing. I'd argue this is better than the Prince version I'm myself. Much better than the Prince version. This is the best version of everything. Like, this is the best this song can be. But are you going like the tweet side of it? Or? No, Sinead O'Connor's a woman, Brady. Well, that's yeah, I know, but the original guy who did it. It didn't have to be the original. He made the Swaparoo twice. Swaparoo two times. I got a triple on my hands, There's two technicalities. No technicality. Yeah. Man is well. a woman, back to man. The remake of this was the remake of the girl version. Nothing comes. 
Cornell's version is Shania's version. Yes, yeah, yeah, Sinead, not Shania. Shania. He was calling him Shine at a minute ago. So. <laughs> Shut up and let Chris sing. Oh, so like good. Fred. No. So good. That's good stuff. All right. One phone call is all it takes. As Brady pointed out earlier, one chunk is all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Changes everything. One chunk can change the world. Ready? Yep. Let's go to wireless caller. One person that will win this uh, Rock Wars today. Uh, turn your radio down, please, as we answer live. Hi there. What's your name? John. John, who is today's winner? Uh, for what? All right, hang oh, up on this guy. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, Unbelievable. The, the clue that we were in trouble was that, uh. uh let's try it again. All right, hi there. Uh, who's this? Hey, this is Tom. Tom, you're the you're the decider today. Go ahead. I am the decider. Uh, hey, can I throw out one I was thinking nope. of? Though? Sure, yes. absolutely. Toledo, shut up. Go ahead. Judas Priest, Diamonds, and Rust. Who did it the was original? recorded by, by um, oh, one of those hippie chicks back in the day. <laughs> All right. Well, you've you've got your what a firm presentation you've made. I think Chris Cotero was up this early yeah. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, look it up. I don't know. I can't think of her name. I'll tip on my tongue. Uh, we'll say I'll Janice Joplin, and we'll just move on. Tongue. Who wins? God damn yeah. it! Maybe Toledo was right. I think, man, I did all good, pretty good choices, but I'm giving it to John. Yes, oh, that's right. I was going to say. You can't count him. Yes, I can. By I the, count him either. Please, yeah. By the sounds of his voice, this is the only thing he's allowed to vote in. Jeez. The felonies keep him from voting in real importance. I don't even mind losing, but to that guy? <laughs> Damn. All right. I'll try another one. <laughs> you want to do another one? All right. All right. If All the consensus is that okay. my vote was too drunk to count. <laughs> okay. Here you go. Hi there. Who's this? This is Chad. Chad, what do you got? Well, Chester, I'm going to say I'm disappointed with Brett. That's just, that was, sorry. Brady's got a solid pick. I like that. But you know what? Chris Cornell. Yep. He's, he's the man. He's the king. He All right. I agree. Thank you, Thank you quite kindly. See, I told you boys I'd eventually win I'll this. I'll accept anyway. that Thank one. You. That was a good one. I'll accept that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. And he was upset with you because you went twink to straight rather than listening. But I mean, maybe he's in the closet or something. Where, Brett, where, <laughs> where Brett's from, supposed to do? that is a woman to a man. <laughs> the second you put slot A and slot B, you've gone woman to man. Uh, I'm going to play it now. Because why wouldn't I? Then I'm going to play the legal thing after that, Toledo. That makes more sense to me. <laughs> okay. Toledo's moved the computer around on me a little bit. I'll fix it. I just put things in so I understand. you can manipulate. No, you haven't done anything wrong. Yet. Uh, this is great, though. It's uh, live, too. Cornell covering Sinead O'Connor, who covered Prince. It's a triple, and it's the winner today. Once again, it's Cornell. Nothing compares to you. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. 98. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? Come on. AI, bring him back. That's what I say. It's Chris Cornell, the winner of this week's Rockworth. Oh, that voice. Like butter, as Patty and Larry would say. <laughs> I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to tell Larry. Larry, we met a girl while you were gone. We want to hook you up with. Here's two things you need to know. She's recently single. She can't get pregnant. She's like 100. <laughs> <laughs> and she seems fun. She knows where all the good bagels are. And Larry's ears should perk up at all those things. Anyway. Ding, ding, bing, 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 bing. You just hear that. He'll just show up with a bottle of Manischewitz and yeah. he's all good. Hello. <laughs> Let's find the bagels. I hope it works for him, Larry. Man, that nothing compares to you is good.
if we need to put the brakes on AI, let's do it right after we make it write a new Chris Cornell album and sing it to us because I'm not done listening to that guy yet. Uh, it's time for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com. The home of tactical black self-defense training. And man, oh man, is that thing awesome. Uh, if you want to get out there and check out uh, all the workouts you can do, uh, everything that gets you in great shape, move you around, get your ass uh, going, and also make you a little bit smarter and more confident. Again, uh, the things I've seen with the seminars especially, uh, you know, lambs walk in, lions walk out. It's pretty amazing. And they've got another one coming up here for the ladies. Father's Day special. Uh, you can get your dad some of that stuff. Your dad might be wandering into the age where he's like, maybe I'm not as tough as I used to be. He can put some uh, uh, intelligence in that brain of his and smarten him up a little on how to handle himself throughout the world. Uh, the, they got the deal with the Father's Day is buy one month, get one month of training for free. And that is awesome. So just do it for yourself. Say, I'm a dad. You can do that too. Or get it for your husband for Father's Day or your, uh, you know. I don't know if you're gay. You have a gay dad. I don't know. I don't know how it works anymore. I don't know what to say. Uh, then you got the the ladies uh, rape prevention course coming up in July. The active shooter seminar in August. So much stuff going on that makes the world a little bit better. Create sheepdogs and eliminate sheep. That's what we're trying to do. Make you less of a sheep and more of a sheepdog. And they'll do it at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self defense. Brady, entertain me. Martha Stewart admitted that there was a little airbrushing done on her swimsuit little, photos. Little, come but on. But she's never had. Any plastic surgery done. Right. We noticed that when they airbrushed uh, seven inches of labs yeah. out of the photo. Thanks, Picasso. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just give me a painting of her in a bathing suit? It's probably more accurate. She says she has healthy hair. Mm-hmm. She that is care. true. I will give her I that. drink green mm-hmm. juice every day. I'll tell it for, what is she, 70-something? She's 81. 81. Her hair is still kind of long, mm-hmm. and it isn't bald. Like, a lot of ladies do that weird, they cut their hair right at their ears like an Oompa Loompa, and just quit trying at a certain age. Uh, wildly impressed with uh, for Martha's great hair. I'm still interested. Good for her. Yeah, but she's yeah. aged okay. I'm with you. No, no, look. I, I'm not, I, thought, I thought he was swaying you. No, 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 okay. no. Okay, all right. It's still, you know, all I want is some hard candy and a couple bucks from her like a grandma. But. <laughs> Jane Fonda let it rip on uh, no. Watch What Happens Live. She farted. No, she went oh. skinny dipping with Michael Jackson. She told a story oh. when she was filming uh, on Golden Pond. He what was he doing there? Gonna be he visited the set. What was he doing up in New Hampshire? And he goes, hey, let's get it in. I love Squam Lake. Is this what we call it? Oh, Garden Pond now? Well, it was she safe. It was his idea. Yeah. Hey, are there any children around, Jane? Do you want to get naked, Michael? I guess. It doesn't do anything to me if you're naked. She just said he was skinny. You think? Anytime you swam with him, it was skinny dipping. She also talked about uh, French director René Clement. I'm sure you missed it. Tried to uh, get her <laughs> in the sack. Enough. He wanted to uh, uh, go to bed with her because he said she had to do a scene where she had to have an orgasm in the movie. And he needed to see how authentic it was. Yeah. Nice. Good move there. Pretty solid. Jane uh, (laughs) did go for it. Hey, I understand there's a little boy named Billy in this movie. Is he on set by chance? Maybe we should get naked and wait for him. Want to suck face? Michael McKeon, or what's Doug McKeon? That's his name. I've been reading about him. Michael. Michael McKeon, too, from Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> Would have been a different scene altogether. Yeah. yeah is Lenny have... here? I want to have sex with Lenny. <laughs> Where's Lenny? Lay it on me, Lenny. Priscilla Presley and her granddaughter, Riley Keough, have uh, come to an agreement over Lisa Marie's trust. How's that going? You know, it said it was a big fallout because yeah. she was written out of it. The kid they, or grandma? Which one was written gr- out? 
Priscilla. Oh, okay. It it was supposed to go all to Riley. Well, evidently, the official word is that uh, Priscilla got some got a couple of mil. You out know, of that Priscilla deal. shouldn't get her kids' money. It's not how that's supposed to work. I didn't know Priscilla was the one fighting for the cash. Riley should get all the money. It passes down. That's how, not sideways. Yeah, sideways. Or they got up. divorced. Yeah. Well, right. well, that and the fact Lisa that Lisa Marie's deal, I think it had something to do with Elvis's estate. Well, evidently and not. Because even in the trust, the lawyers agreed, no, you don't get any. And that's it with a trust. So she tried to keep it from her mom in the first place. Her wishes weren't that it went to Priscilla. Priscilla's got plenty. After Lisa Marie died, Priscilla challenged the 2016 amendment to her trust that completely cut her out and left Riley in charge of everything. Oh, okay. That's I think different. Riley's kind of a... So Riley might be in charge of all the Elvis stuff. Yeah. That makes a little bit more sense. But Priscilla still should she was always be. involved the whole time, but, it, you know... Well... As I understood. Lisa Marie was in charge of the Elvis gear as a real living relative. Lisa Marie was his ex-wife, so... Didn't she sell, like... 80% of it off or, or something like that, Marie. Lisa? Priscilla. Yeah, oh. she was. You know, Pris- yeah, Lisa Marie was getting rid of stuff. Priscilla right. wanted to hang on to it, but Priscilla's not an actual blood relative of Elvis. So the fact she's even involved at all is only because her daughter was. So, well, that's confusing. Arnold Schwarzenegger says the twin sequel is dead. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like sounds like the Presleys need to get up there and talk to the guy I talked to at Trajan. <laughs> Ken can walk you through this. That estate planning thing. Can get super confusing if you don't have somebody in your corner. You're gonna you're gonna make a mess. That's a good that's a good way to plug him in there. Go over and see my my buddy Kent at Trajan because that estate plan thing scared me to death, and now I'm done, and it's great. Here's one thing that is happening: a version of The Bachelor that senior citizens is coming to ABC. The Golden Bachelor. I don't want to see that. So one dude's gonna bone like sixty old ladies. Or lady. Well, that's the Bachelorette. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. Gonna do, that's right. So one guy is going to hose a ton of Centrum Silvers. It'll be a uh, bevy of purple yeah. bread. Oh, brought to you by Volterran and heavy, heavy, heavy NSAIDs. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's catching some more heat. The non-writing staff isn't being paid, but. Um, the late show with Stephen Colbert and late night with Seth Meyers, their non-writing staff is being paid. And they want all in Fallon's cash just because the other guys are screwing it up for him. Well, late the Seth Meyers is on the same network. Yeah, but look, Jimmy is just such a you, you pansy that f- this news will make him pay. All they need to do is just say, hey, he's doing it, and Jimmy will cave. I think Doesn't he's, he? Look, I think he's just does, dumb. Does he go without pay or not, or is he under? No, he's got a contract on the strike. Yeah. He's not on strike. But he, he can do some the of show. Non paying people would there be a handful that would be under contract? I don't, I don't know how it's working. Yeah. If the show's not going on, they don't pay like the cameramen and stuff. But Jimmy's the host, so as long as there's no show, then yeah, there's no reason to pay anybody. He's getting paid sitting on the beach though, doing nothing. Maybe yeah. I don't know if the strike makes it's it so Jimmy be. doesn't get paid, but I would assume he did. Yeah, yeah they might contract, approach him and say, "Hey, times are tough right now for us." Would you take a reduction? For Jimmy? Yeah. He's not doing that. He'll do anything. I think Jimmy's just dumb. I think it takes the news going, hey, Seth Meyers is doing, okay, I didn't realize that was going to, I'll give him some money. Who do I write a check to? Uh, Cash, and just give it to me. I'll take care (laughs) of it. 
Jimmy. I'll pay for it. Here's another drink, Jimmy. Where's that checkbook? Uh, that's it. We're done. Uh, it's 1013. Shanman's in for Larry once again. He's out at uh, Patty's house just waiting. <laughs> waiting on Patty to open the doors. It's going to be beautiful. Hello. Like the Golden Bachelor, this guy says, sponsored by Viagra, which would be great to watch the little blue pill go. And go, I had to burn another one. It's... And they don't have to, they don't have a, they have a whole episode where they meet the parents. That wouldn't happen in the Golden Bachelor. If it did, it would be hilarious. The product placement on that thing, just oh. like American Idol used to have, they had Coca Cola glasses. They'll have like Sun Sweet <laughs> yeah. prune juice, Viagra prune juice. Brought to you by Insure, Voltaren yeah. oh. Insure, Effident. Oh, we could sell the hell out of this You're thing. Soaking in it. Well, it's getting a little late. All the dates end before the sun goes down. <laughs> Uh, that's it. We're done. Uh, Shan Man's next. He's got tickets for you. You guys have yourselves a lovely afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. So long! Arizona's most powerful, powerful rock radio station. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.